It's time for a smashing cast from the present. Produced by Michael, the Exo Paradigm Gamer. Consulted by Haydox, the uh, Haydox. Supervised by Ryan, the Rye Rule. And directed by Dan, the King K. It's the Unversed cast. It's like that one episode of SpongeBob where SpongeBob dates his Krabby Patty. <laughs> it gets like really gross by the end. Well, yeah, I mean, if you stick your dick in a patty, I'd imagine you get pretty gross. <laughs> oh, God, this is a disaster. Exo, don't be so crabby over this, okay? Oh, fuck <laughs> off, Ryan. So, we're back. You didn't need back. to say that, but you did. We're back <laughs> <laughs> with the, the, the final episode of the Marion 3D Marion retrospective. We're gonna review, we're gonna talk about Super Duper McDonald's Odyssey with Ronald McDonald. So is Super Mario Odyssey the McDonald's of Mario? <laughs> it's the McRib. We gotta determine that first. <laughs> I, uh, I don't... What is even this bit? <laughs> what? <of> comparing <laughs> fast food to Mario Why games. Why not? Let's do it right now okay. with 64. 64, Six uh, what's the, like the worst fast food joint you can think of that's not McDonald's? Oh my gosh. Carl's Jr. Holy shit. McDonald's, the Chinese bootleg of McDonald's. Let's go with that. Wickdonald's. <laughs> no, Mario 64 is the fucking dumpster behind Mario. Or McDonald's. They're all the same. They're all the same. Fuck it. Wow. I don't give mm -hmm. a fuck. Okay, Fight so... Me. Not giving a fuck. Ryan has a lot of what is negative this? energy around Mario. So, I want to personally apologize for him if you get angry at him. He has him. a stupid mustache. And so I'm do you, sorry Ryan. Ryan said that. No, I have a beautiful mustache. And I got a beard that connects with it. Not no, that neck beard uh, shit. Let's see Joke it. Let's, let's show it Joke to the incoming. audience. Fuck, no. <laughs> Eat my butt. No, no sir. Mm. <laughs> Joe, why this, did you make that sound? This the worst one we've ever done. You say that every single time. Every time. Because they like, get progressively the worse. One. Wow. Wow, Hexo. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, at this point, I'm memeing, but, you know, it's still Look, true. Look, you scared Haydox away. I'm you, sure you he'll hurt be back. His, you uh, hurt his heart-shaped chicken nugget. So, Haydox yeah. brought us a fan fiction. Uh... Oh, so, man. Ryan, you, you get to decide. Do we read more My Immortal, or do we read this new one? Uh, well, I like this new one because the description is basically Mario goes around having sex with the female Mario characters. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Let's, let's, so, let's, it's time there are for all the chapters. intro. Can I, wait, before we roll the intro, I have a request. Oh? Who, who, whoever reads Mario's voice, can you read it in, like, like that gruffy Italian voice? Sure. Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm walking over here. Luigi, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> it sounds sure. like you've got to read it, right? Oh. I, okay, so. I guess I'm there, reading my I want to start on chapter. I want to start on chapter four, which is pregnancy part one. Okay. Ooh. Chapter four. All right, roll the intro. 
All right, we're we're back with Uncle Mike's fanfic corner. With I don't want read... you to roll the intro at all. What? Just have that awkward silence. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> we're Michael's. <laughs> all right, we're back. Um, yeah, so we're back with another installment of Uncle Mike's fanfic corner. Following up, uh, I think we probably read My Immortal in the 3D World, which came out after Kingdom Hearts 3. But I'm pr no, I'm pretty sure with 3D World we did the quiz. Oh, that's right, we did. I forgot about that. So yeah. it's been a while since we've read a fanfic. Uh, well, I guess we talked about Kingdom Hearts 3's plot, but. <laughs> it's been a while since we've read something from fanfiction.net uh, so that's what we're gonna do today this is Mario the Player by Crystal Boo basically Mario goes around having sex with the female Mario characters I will accept OCs for future chapters so we're gonna begin with chapter one Pauline wait I thought you said we were gonna do chapter four it is I read pregnancy, and there, there's a lot of steps in between the pregnancy that we need to get there first. <laughs> so, what, are we reading the whole thing, or are we just reading part of it? I think just chapter one, and we'll see. Wait, Maybe chapter one or continue. chapter four? What the fuck? Chap <laughs> chapter one. Okay, chapter one. Chapter okay, one. okay um, so who wants to be the angry woman? Uh, uh, how about you, Exo? Because you were yeah. angry while playing Unleashed. <laughs> and that makes me an angry woman, is what you're yes. saying. Michael, can okay. you yes. can you do a voice like, you know how when you laugh you have like the you wheeze? Mario! Screamed a woman I, I from need, somewhere in the sky. -like. Mario Mario was working at a construction site when he heard the cries oh, of a Mario. woman calling his name. He was operating a crane when he heard the scream. He knew that voice and he was on alert as he came out of the crane. There on top <coughs> of the building structure was a giant ape, and in his hands was a woman. Her name was Pauline. Maya went on the rafters and started to run up to the top to get her back. Who the Who fuck, the fuck lets, lets a monkey, monkey on loose on a construction site? <laughs> Mario thought, climbing up the structure. Then he saw something flying at his head. He ducked as the object broke against a wall. He's throwing barrels? <laughs> Alright, I guess Ryan's doing it. Mario thought Isn't he recovered that what we said? The... What? No, Michael never listens. Oh. <laughs> Mario thought as he recovered from the sudden attack, then more carefully began up the structure once more. He reached the top, he reached the top where he saw <laughs> P being held by the ape. The oh. ape had a crazy look in its eyes as it grabbed another barrel and then threw it at Mario. <laughs> Jump, man! Screamed another co-worker from down on the ground. Mario did exactly that as he jumped over the barrel, then jump over another one and another. <laughs> He's right next to the ape as it grabbed its last barrel, but Mario rolled under the ape's legs and grabbed Pauline's hand and ran. With Pauline in tow... It's, <laughs> that's not how you spell that in that context. Uh, they reached the Earth once more. Pauline almost dazed on the events that had just accorded. <laughs> After coming to, she grabbed Mario and hugged him. He had saved her. They were dating at that time, and he had saved her from almost certain death. Can we pause for one second? Sure. I'm I'm having really bad fucking Sonic High School flashbacks. Man, yeah. what a bad feeling about you know, this, this guy's... oddly appropriate. Even though this was written before Mario Odyssey was ever even yeah. known about, Pauline is in it. It just mm. seems oddly 
oddly appropriate. <laughs> the okay. door creaked uh, open so- as Pauline's head poked through the door and silently asked to the empty house. Mario, your turn. You want to just come here? <laughs> then Mario the- called from somewhere in the house. Come, come in. in. I'm in my room. <laughs> Pauline obeyed and closed the door. She walked to Mario's bedroom. Mario was ready for this. He had fantasized about Pauline for a while, and the moment was about to come. Oh, yeah, it was. Pauline walked into the room, and Mario, sitting in a chair, got up and walked to her. He went for it. He kissed her, and shocking at first, accepted it. Mario and Pauline were making out when he slipped off Pauline's bright red dress. He admired her in her (laughs) underwear, then looked back, and she and they started to make out once more. She then (laughs) takes off Mario's overalls, where he had a red shirt and plain underpants. He took off his shirt, then undid Pauline's bra, which fell to the ground. Her tits were large (laughs) and round. (laughs) He started to grope them, then went back to making out. They struggled over to Mario's bed and plopped down on it. The last bits of clothing came off, and and the two began. (laughs) Mario woke up hours later. He had done it. He had got laid. His mission had begun. He got up, put on some pants, put some pants on, and went to the bathroom. When he got back, Pauline was up and looked worried. (laughs) (laughs) I read a line. You're Pauline. Pauline asked, <laughs> looking worried. Yeah. He replied. He used a condom, right? She asked, sitting up in bed and covering herself with a blanket. Of course. Mario replied, then sat down on the bed again and looked to her. She still seemed worried, which she should be. <laughs> she would be carrying a child with her. His empire was going to begin. <laughs> My the empire end, question mark. My empire trash. Well, what did Pauline look like when this was written? I mean, like, she what she was her latest. She's design? basically looked had her Odyssey design since like Mario and Donkey Kong on the GBA. Mm. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so she was she was still around at that time. Anyways, yeah, that was our that was a fan fiction. <laughs> Tits were large and round. I, I am a little disappointed. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know why I find that one. Well, just line so the last funny. line was such a hook. His empire was about to begin. Uh, like, what does that even mean? I don't get it. <laughs> Well, he means he's gonna open I, up I would a, assume a, he's going to impregnate everybody in the Mario universe. <laughs> or he's going to open up a McDonald's in the Mushroom Kingdom. What the you, fuck? You're, you're really going all in on this McDonald's metaphor. Because I know it, it gets some people mad, and that makes me happy. No. So, <laughs> so you know, fucking. Uh, I, I would liken Golden Sun to Carl's Jr. <laughs> Why? Because it's fucking dead. <clears throat> uh, well, no. Carl's Jr.'s too alive. I guess you got a point. Oh, is it? I haven't seen any in Florida, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, they're like they're they're in other parts of the country. It's kind of like a Sonics. Like, who the fuck has a Sonics in their state? Like, I've I never don't. seen one. But they have, like, they get two. advertised all the time. I don't get it. I have Sonic in my state. 
Yeah, but I've never seen one. But it's eh. also kind of like how Perkins is like a place where you go to find old people. I thought that was Denny's. <laughs> no, Holy I guess shit. Denny's too, but it's just like every time I've been inside of a Perkins, it's like <clears throat> I always think I walked into an old folks home by mistake because it's just filled <laughs> with gray hair. And then Off old biddies. This other, this writer also wrote a story called The Life of Waluigi Wario. Waluigi, after a rough childhood with an alcohol abasement father and the early death of his mother to cancer, Waluigi, age 21, heads off as a stowaway to the nation of Pirate Land. All nations in this universe are from Mario Party and finds there a way to be successful and loved. The story will begin when he is 21, to his death, to his death. <laughs> because one I has fucking know. Mario titty. Well, the one we I, read has Pauline, so it is more appropriate. Yeah. Do you think- There you go. It's thematic. This, oh, this is wild. There's two Waluigi's because Waluigi finds- Because the other Waluigi somebody. came back in time when alternate universe Waluigi got time power somehow. Oh my god. Now there's, there's gonna be like 10 wall. I wonder what kind of game you're talking about. <laughs> it, it must be a game with alternate timelines. Uh, yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, but yeah, we're here to talk about Super Mario Odyssey, Ryan, and I'll thank you to get it right. Which is the last game in the 3D Mario series to date. We've talked about all the other ones. Can you say it five times more? <laughs> I don't think that's necessary, but yeah. Uh, so we're we're to start with with Super Marion Odyssey. I don't know. All right, I guess well, we're done. I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when it was announced. Like, I think all of us were pretty excited for it. Like, when I feel we did, like you could say true. anything about Mario, and most people would be excited for it. Uh, oh, well, not Ryan and his sister. That's why I said most people. Well, most most human beings would be excited. You trying to you trying to imply something, Mister Mister? No, no, King I use the word I use the word most. Mm. It's fine. Mm. He, he's implying that there are people out there who don't like who don't get excited about Mario. Hmm. Let's see. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with what I said. And there well, there yeah. are also people who uh, <laughs> find McDonald's mediocre. What you yeah. don't? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it is it is funny that uh, one of you mentioned that we were anti highly anticipating this game. Well, because I remember when uh, we did that podcast for the Switch presentation, because that's when that game was announced. Like even I was excited for it because I thought it looked really fucking cool. Yeah. Well, like there was like a little clip when the during the Switch reveal, but. We didn't know what the game was called, but we knew it was in there. It was going to come out eventually. Mm -hmm. And uh, then we got like probably a trailer at E3 or something or a direct. I don't really remember. We got uh, the presentation first and then we got the E3 stuff. And that's when the jump up superstar mm -hmm. thing came out. And uh, I kept jokingly saying, well, half in jest, <laughs> that it looked like it was going to be the best game ever made. Were you joking though? Were you? Because you sounded well, kind of serious. I said semi-joking. Mm. Like, like, uh, all right. Uh, I can define that for you if you'd like, Ryan. What I mean but, um, is, 
I was... It's like you guys were all really anticipating Kingdom Hearts 3 before it came out, right? You had that feeling of hype and excitement for something that you were really looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I was feeling that for Odyssey before it came out. And I think King K was too, but I can't recall. Yeah. Uh, I think I was more excited for Mario Odyssey than Breath of the Wild, actually. It's yeah. a little crazy, but... I mean, uh, it's... If it hasn't become clear by now, uh, but the early three but, Mario... Uh, this game was shit? That's... No, no, uh, no that's not what I, where I was going. <laughs> what I was going to say was is that we... I think for all of us, except for Ryan... Uh, 3D Mario has been like a big part of our childhoods and is kind of like a ground zero from which we from which all our interests from which we game kind of spread from which we gamed <laughs> uh if that cuz you know it's like Mario 64 was like the first game I ever played you know and Mario Sunshine was a big part of my childhood and Haydox's and I believe Dan's as well and yes. Galaxy was a big deal when it came out. So, like, these games are, like, a big part of us. Uh, like, if I can... If I had to pick, like, some of my most nostalgic games, it probably would be, you know, 64 and Sunshine specifically. So, like, the the uh, the fact that we were going back to that gameplay style. We were going back to collect-on gameplay with full 3D Mario game and a brand new console in HD was really exciting especially after uh, 3d <clears throat> world which like i think we all agreed was a good game but it was kind of like we've seen it before you know uh, especially 3d land seemed to be the consensus for us was that 3d land was like okay we've seen all of this before 3d world was you know maybe more interesting and better had more better content but was still kind of like we've played this before Speaking of which, to add on to what you're saying, Mario Odyssey was also, like, the first Mario game to come out in several years that didn't rely on nostalgia as a crutch, either. So, that's all. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I got excited for it. Like, I was excited for Mario Odyssey, and y'all know me, and I was excited for it at first. Yeah. So, let that, let that speak volumes for the pre-release period for this game. Yeah. And so... You know, coming into that and seeing trailers for it and seeing like all the creative new things the game seemed like it was gonna do. Like, we were gonna have Sugar Skull people wandering around, and the villains alongside Bowser are evil wedding planners. And it was gonna be a around the world in 80 days kind of dealio, where we were gonna see all these different countries. And one of the worlds we saw was like a giant robot garden with like big red structures and a bunch of you know it, it looked really interesting and unique compared to 3d world you know which had some unique aesthetics to be fair but was just like we've seen that before and to to ryan's point it was banking on some mario brothers 2 nostalgia as well and come to think of it so did um captain toad's treasure tracker because they literally brought back the radishes from mario 2 well, I'm getting off topic. So, it, yeah, it, I was really excited for it, but at the same time, like, I, I guess I had a self-awareness about the hype as well that might not turn out as well, so it was kind of like my way of dealing with it was making jokes about how it's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything else to say about pre-release that you guys wanted to add? Or... Nah. I mean, like, I was excited. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. 
I was more excited than I was for Zelda. Which is saying something, because I've wanted Zelda to do what it did for a long time. But I think it's more so that... For Mario... There hadn't really been a Mario game, a platforming Mario game, that had hit me as hard as... Like, it's been since Galaxy? Since I was that excited for a Mario game, you know? Yeah. So... I think that was what contributed to it. Because at least with Zelda, I, like... I wasn't really hurting, because I liked A Link Between Worlds, and I liked... I did like Skyward Sword. So it wasn't like... I, yeah. I, I think with Zelda, it was just like, I'm glad they're trying something different. But with Mario, it's like, I've been craving this for years, and you haven't given it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I love being my linear, straightforward, challenge-based platformers. Uh, when they don't control, like, diarrhea. Uh, what could I be possibly be alluding to? I don't know. Nobody would know unless they were here. <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I also love me some collect-thons, because they're fun. And, you know, it's, it's fun to find the best routes to get everything as quickly as possible. They're fun to 100%. You know, there's lots of different ways to play them. You know, they're, they're fun to replay. And Nintendo had seemed to have moved away from that with uh, the Galaxy games. They were starting to move away that by the time we got to 3D Land, it was straight up 2D Mario and 3D. Which, and they were fun games for what they set out to do. You know, I think Dan and I and I don't know if Haydox really like Sunshine as well. And, you know, uh, Ryan, it sounds like you, you really liked Sunshine a lot. Nah. I've said before that it's my three. It's my favorite 3D Mario. And I, I gotta imagine you were excited to see them try something like Sunshine again, right? <clears throat> to an extent, yeah. I mean, I was a little sad to see that you know Flood's not back, but you know, I remember like the like when I was watching the trailer for Mario Odyssey, like the very first trailer, and he like throws the cap and then he jumps on the cap and gets an extra bounce off of that. I thought to myself, like, wow, I had never thought about that kind of stuff before. Like, I thought that was, like, such a cool fucking thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no flood, but hey, it's it's kind of cool. Neat idea. Yeah, and then we saw later trailers where it's like Mario's fucking possessing people. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, hey, Docs, he had a really funny joke in the Kingdom Hearts 3 podcast where you talk about so does Mario need to learn how to jump at the beginning of every game uh, I enjoyed <laughs> Cappy a lot when um, he was first announced um, I remember I, if we can move on to I guess our first impressions of Mario Odyssey because so um, like what we thought I'm, right when it came out you mean yeah, yeah, because I know when it immediately came out, I didn't put the game down unless it was to go to the bathroom or have some food or go to the gym. And <coughs> I played I played the entirety of it in one sitting essentially. Oh, damn. And then, um Then well, I, mean, I went I back too, obviously but... to 100% the game. I didn't get all the moons cuz I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> Um, I I mean also too. Uh -huh. I think Michael and I fundamentally disagree about collectathons, and 
you know, there's no real reward aside from darker side at the end. So I just went for um, as many as I could, essentially, at the end. And I was satisfied. I was really satisfied. Um, it, it was also like the first video I did a really, really long script on, which was interesting too, so it made it really more engaging to play, to think about it more in depth as I was playing. And I revisited it recently with uh, the Luigi's Bo Balloon World and everything, and I don't know. I guess we can go into that later, but what were y'all first impressions of it? Um, well, okay, so uh, the way I played it at first was, what I basically did was, you can get as many moons as I could before I left each world, basically. Yeah. Because there's no, like, I don't think you can get every, I don't think there's a way to, like, show that you've gotten every moon that you can possibly get on your first visit. Because there are some moons that still show up that you just can't get. So what I did is I just tried to get them all. And so when I beat the game, like, because that's how I play every 3D Mario game, is I don't really leave a world until I've explored all of it. Because that's just how I like to do it. But, so I, when I had beaten the game at that point, I was like, wow, this is everything I could have ever wanted it to be. So I guess my first impressions were extraordinarily positive. What did you think, uh, Michael? Yeah, I was pretty pretty much like the, everything Dan just said. Like, uh, that's pretty much the approach I have to playing any collectathon, is just try to get as much as I can first visit and only backtrack if necessary. You know. And as long as in my first pass of each world, I was really enjoying myself. Um, I was, it was having fun with like the kind of, uh, like there are platforming sections that are kind of like the secrets from Sunshine, where you just do a straightforward 3D world kind of platforming, but it's, I guess it's a little bit more complicated than that, you know, uh, because we actually have the Sunshine 64 type controls back as opposed to 3D world. And I had fun exploring the worlds and looking for hidden moons, and I had fun with the bosses, because, I don't know, frankly, they're better than many other Mario games, even if they aren't the greatest thing ever. Um, and I really enjoyed how fresh the story felt, even though in many ways it was very familiar, but they, like, tried to do something a little bit new this time, uh, because Miyamoto didn't have his draconian uh, producership over this. They actually let new people try different things this time, and it was very refreshing. And by the, by, basically when I beat the final boss inside of the credits, I was like, yeah, this game was fucking fantastic. I really liked it. That was my first impression. Pretty much everything Dan I should, said. I should mention part of my first impressions. I kind of forgot, but I think my least favorite parts, because this falls in line with me, but like, the parts where I was the least engaged are the ones where they just throw you into, like... You know, you can put, like, a hat on a rocket, you know? And they're just like, oh, here's yeah. a place. Like, those are probably my least favorite parts. I think I even enjoyed the Mario Bros. 2D segments more. Just, just because they felt more interesting the way that they handled them. 
yeah. like they weren't extraordinary, but you know, like they felt like at least if they're gonna have it, it felt kind of interesting because like it'd be baked onto the walls themselves, so they do really weird stuff with cylindry. Cylindry is that a word? Geometry is probably what I was trying to say. Um, because I was thinking about the cylinder as an example. I think it's in this toasterina. So that, when I first encountered that, I was like, "Whoa, that's really cool and unique." And I like how they hide moons in those too. Like they hide them behind actual geometry in the world. So I was like, I like those, but not the, not the usual, like we have floating buildings. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> but that, like, aside from that, overwhelmingly positive first impressions. Uh, so, Ryan, what about you? <laughs> uh, well, it's kind of a little bit of both of, like, of, of Hadox, King, like, a little bit of everything, really. Um, I didn't buy the game when it came out, because when it came out, I didn't have a Switch. Um, right, yeah. I got my Switch for Christmas, and with that, I think I got, like, Xenoblade and Zelda with it, and I got Mario Odyssey. <laughs> okay, no, I remember this. Okay, so, Jeb and I had a deal where if... <laughs> if, if he streamed a hat in time and you know he if he played through the entire game and he streamed it I would do the same for Mario Odyssey right so he streamed it it was great it was a lot of fun so the next day I went out and I bought Mario Odyssey and you know I get everything hooked up to uh, stream it and I was pretty excited because like what you guys were saying made it sound really good except for some other stuff that y'all talked about later on but we won't get there yet yeah um and like from <laughs> We'll get From to the stuff that I've seen, it looks really, really, really good. Because again, I was I was genuinely excited for this one, and I, I, you know, I got everything hooked up for the stream. And unfortunately, like, I don't know what was going on with YouTube servers, but I just could not stream the game for some reason. So instead, I just played. I, I sat through the entire thing. I played through the entire thing on a call with like Jeb and Jay, and Frank, like with with the usual click. Um, and one of the yep. <laughs> one of the first things that I did was um like as soon as you get control of mario i'm like wait 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 and i just move forward and backwards and i'm just like flicking the analog stick just to see if like mario did that stupid turning thing that he did in 64 and i'm like oh he doesn't do that shit all right better than 64 moving on and like i i definitely have like a positive outlook on mario odyssey but with that said it's like I don't know, like, the entire game felt... Like, after a while, it just got a little... Mindless? I guess, for lack of a better word. Like, there was a part in uh, the Planet Wisp Kingdom, whatever, the forest... <laughs> the Planet Wisp Kingdom. It looks kingdom. like Planet Wisp. It looks just like Planet <laughs> it Wisp. It does. Where... Steam Gardens. Where, like, I hit a rock, and I, you know, by accident, and then I saw that it started glowing... And then I kicked it again, and then a moon came out of it. And I'm just like, oh, it's this kind of game. Where it's like, it's everywhere. And after, yeah. and then after a while, like, you know, because like, like you and uh, King K, I would collect every single moon that I could before I, went, uh, before I moved on. And I'm not sure what it was, but it got to the point where uh, you're at the jump up superstar, and you're climbing up the building, and it, the, that song is playing. And I, I, I'm talking to Jeb, I'm like, Jeb, I gotta be honest, like, there's nothing, there's nothing really wrong with the game, but I'm not seeing it. And I, even still, 
to this day. I got nothing bad to say about Mario Odyssey except for, um, you know, except for the fact that there is a lot of stuff to collect and the fact that it's like maybe it's too much. But it's just, I can't put my finger on it. I mean, it held my attention more than Mario Galaxy 2, no offense. And there were a lot of cool ideas. I like the Bowser Kingdom, like the, the Japanese aesthetic thing. I like the moon. Yeah. I liked the part where you got to fight the dragon. Like, there are things I definitely remember about Mario Odyssey. There are set pieces, and I remember that, and it's really cool. But I don't see this magical experience that everyone was having. It was very okay. I'd be willing to say that a lot of the magic was just... I don't say this often, but... I think it was a lot of nostalgia baked wanting this to come back and being very happy that it was back and me playing it and like, wow, this is finally back. I actually am going to have to totally agree with you, Dan. That's probably a lot of my initial impressions. I fueled a lot by that. Like after I disagree. Because I mean, like, I mean, it's not to say that like, I'm glad that I had that experience, because it was a joyous one. But, like, over time, it's definitely, like, like, compared to, compared to something like Breath of the Wild, where that game has not lessened that much as time went on, you know? Like, I still like that game about as much as I did when I played it. Like, I still think it's one of the, my favorites. And then Mario Odyssey, I feel like as time has gone on, it's just <clears throat> dropped ever so steadily in my, like, just doesn't really... Hold up? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I... Cause but with I that think... said, because um, there is one thing I do also want to bring up, is that maybe I kind of felt like that because, you know, for one, never a Mario kind of guy. Two, never grew up with Mario. Three, again, I played through. I played out. I played this game in like one massive sitting. I took no breaks, right? Because it, it kind of felt like when you're playing a good MMO RPG and you just kind of like get lost in it. You don't really like. It's you didn't really maybe have like the best time of your life, but it's just you know you're killing time, and that's what that's where I actually think this game shines the most is as a time killer. And I think that's also why there's also so many moons in all the places because like. Let's say you're doing a thing. Uh-oh, you gotta take a shit. Pop in Mario Odyssey, go to the toilet, and by the time you're gone, man, you got, like, ten extra moons. And I think it works in that regard. You know, like, it... I like this game in short bursts. Not so much in the long term. Like, I noticed that, like, when I had to record footage for Mario Odyssey for some of the other videos that I did, or sometimes when I was just I was bored with something, I would just pop it in and just play Mario Odyssey for, like, an hour or two. I'm like, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it ain't bad. I kind of like it. I don't hate it. But it's pretty good. Like, that's when I, like... That's when I start enjoying Mario Odyssey more. In that very short-term kind of time period. Yeah. I... I don't know. I don't think... So, hey, Docs. Because, uh, like, I know that I, you seem to be the most positive on this game. Out of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't think my enjoyment of Mario Odyssey faltered like your guys did and I'd be interested to find out like 
particularly because Ryan, I feel like on the onset was like, eh, not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, but it's a, with, it, uh, I hate yeah, that's, to say it, but that's it's Ryan like exactly in a nutshell. Sorry, <laughs> Ryan, I love you I still, love you baby too. boy. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, I'd be interested to know what happened with you know you and Dan. Yeah, because for me, even when I replayed it, and even when I went for 100%, I was still having fun. I never was like, I don't enjoy doing any of this. I never questioned what I was doing. I feel like if I'm playing a bad game, I stop and I question mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess don't... a great example of that would be... Um, in Sonic 06 and Silver's levels, uh, the first one is Crisis City, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, you know, is. there's that <clears throat> there's that part where you have to use his telekinesis to lift up a ball, and then you have to jump on the ball and float around, and you've got to save your telekinetic energy or whatever. Uh, I I feel like that's yes. aquatic base, but I might be mixing things Well, aquatic up. base does have a ball. No, like, yeah. e even then is like, that's stupid too, but... It was just that moment where I stopped and I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I don't know, yeah. that's, that's usually an indicator of a game I'm not thrilled to be playing. Um, but with Mario Odyssey, like, I didn't go for every single moon. I just kind of like, explored to my heart's content. And then when I was satisfied, I put it down and I walked away happy. Yeah. So why 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 did the luster wear off? I mean, I, th I think. Well, I, know I why, think but... uh, one thing I did want to ask you real quick, Kadox, is uh, as as much as you do like Odyssey, you've still gone on record as saying that you like Sunshine more. That's just completely due to nostalgic bias. Okay, so you you like... you were, if you were to divorce yourself from that and look at the two, you would then say that Odyssey is what you would consider a better game. Well, I, I don't I don't think it's that simple to divorce myself from my bias because my bias is who I am if that makes yeah. sense. I it's mean, just even still, like I, Mario Sunshine like I love Mario Sunshine and everything like that, but even I can admit that Odyssey is a much, much more well-made game. Mario Sunshine <laughs> was rushed up the butt and it's glitchy as all hell. Mario Odyssey does not... I like the glitches, Mario Odyssey though. Is like, I, if, if that is one thing I could say about it, it is extremely polished for what it is. Like, I think it's... See, but, like, you know, I enjoy Sunshine because of its lack mm. of polish. Like, you can clip yeah. out of bounds really easily. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of cut you off, you Michael. What did you say? I said it's a masterpiece. Yes, yes, I love... Oh, man, I... That's my favorite way to describe things now. <laughs> um, it's just that I um, I think if Mario Odyssey had a lot of glitches and, you know, was a little bit lack of polished, I would enjoy it more, if that makes sense. Because, I don't know, I, I really love the speedruns of this game too. There's really interesting um, movement tech that you can do, and I really like that. But, yeah. Um, I mean, going back to my initial question, Michael and King K, why why did the luster wear off? 
I feel like I can let Michael speak because I feel like we have the exact same reason why we. I mean, do like I think it's the, almost the exact same reason. I mean, why are we, we really going to jump to that point right now? I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even know what it is. It? I know. I want to yeah. know because I I don't know. We we should do it like the Sonic Heroes playthrough and keep everybody in suspense. <laughs> no, no, because <laughs> you're keeping me in that. suspense. <laughs> no, you're keeping because me in suspense. Because that red underwear story was not fucking worth it. I never said it was. <laughs> it makes, but you know what? It makes absolutely no sense to start talking about that now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we're we're an avant-garde podcast. We don't really have a structure. We're very freeform. Abstract. I, I kind of want to like keep talking about what I like about the game because I didn't really get to okay. say a whole lot about it. I like how you can buy you know, outfits for really Mario have. and you can like dress them up and stuff. <clears throat> I think that is pretty cool, dude. I I also think that yeah. is fucking rad. Like, I did not know I needed that <laughs> until I had it. You know, because it's just so cool. Like, it's it's nothing major, but when you start to think about it, and you're like, the fact that I can do this is just really neat. <clears throat> it's, it's something the other games don't have. I can't get that in the other ones. I mean, like, for fuck's sake, all you get in Sunshine is like, you get the fucking sunglasses and the whole Yeah, and you like, also get to, like, customize the Odyssey you a little dog bit. dog on that? Or, like, stickers and souvenirs and shit. I like that kind of stuff. But you can get it throughout the yeah. game in Odyssey. Yeah. Which is really cool. And there's, like... Again, it doesn't impact much. But I feel like my... My enjoyment of games is probably a lot more... I enjoy weird things about games, like, one of my favorite parts of Odyssey is just how cool the worlds look. Like, like I don't, like, it's not necessarily like that it, it defies gameplay stuff, but it's just like, I like to explore nice looking worlds. A lot of my favorite games have nice looking worlds <laughs> to just explore. And in Odyssey, I'm like, wow, it feels like they just let me do whatever I want again. And in worlds that are not just throwbacks to other Mario <laughs> games. I mean, there's a little bit of that. But at least it's like, if they're gonna throw the nostalgia bone, at least the way they do it is literally Mario 64. <laughs> like, they don't, they don't hold back on the fact, like, you pick up a star and it makes the same jingle, and you get, into, you get a, like, costume to be yeah. polygonal again. I'm like, that's... That's e even That's not, like, the normal, like, 1-1... One, one, throwback, which I think is even in this game. I guess technically Super Mario Bros. 1 is in this game in the 2D section. I mean, even someone who doesn't like Mario 64, I, I thought that the Mushroom Kingdom was really cool. I mean, we don't really get a lot of pandering to that specific mm. Mario era, you know? Probably because at the time, it wasn't quite the time to pander to that. It was mostly to pander to the 2D games, because most people were of the age where it would be the most effective. But, you know, it's it's like, I like the fact that Bowser's Kingdom is something new. Uh, it, that's Those are the parts of the game where I felt like, yes, this is a new 3D Mario. This is a new 3D Mario I can remember. This is one that sticks out in my mind. That specific aspect of it. There's also, like, really cool cinematic moments, too, like... In the Bowser Kingdom, for example, like when you're getting ready to face, like you and Bowser are like staring each other down on like the top of a tower. You just see like the giant moon. I, I think I have like a screenshot on that on my Switch because I took a screenshot. I thought uh, I thought that was really cool. I just like I guess the only 
issue that I have with it is that I wish they... I wanted more of it. You know, what they did was really good. I just wanted more. So, maybe with the next 3D Mario game. I, I, I agree with you to an extent about, like, the, the content level. I think it's, <laughs> it's kind of comical that um, they've had DLC for Captain Toad, but they don't <coughs> have DLC for Mario Odyssey yet. I think that's really funny. Yeah, I. It's kind of weird. I, I just I think and this we'll game probably is probably never perfect. get DLC for Odyssey. If there's one thing I can say about Mario it's, Odyssey, it's that sad, it feels though. complete. It does feel I mean, it's, complete. It's not like, yeah, it's not like it. Yeah, it's not like we I need more content. Feels worth but, the $6. but I would love it. I would. I would love. <laughs> it's like, probably um, the opposite. Of that. <laughs> um, I would like uh, what I thought would be cool is if they had like. A Luigi's Mansion type level that was like spooky, or like, um, I, yeah, you know, I will concede that there, there are like the worlds are really unique. There are some that are a little tame. Yeah. But what, I mean, what would you say? What would you say is your favorite and least favorite? We can go around. I think that'd be interesting. Uh, I need time to think about that. I got one right off the bat. Um, I think my favorite world is probably, um, uh, fuck. Wow, why did I even start this off if I don't know the <laughs> well, name? I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, New if Donk City. If you don't know the name, then just say what it is. Like, New Donk City. I can tell you, probably. That's what it is, New Donk City. I, I first of all really love the music. Um, I love the Metropolitan feel. Um... It's really, it was really fun to explore, and then they have that moment where, like, you sit on the bench with that lonely old man, and, uh... <laughs> and you, you could wear like, the skeleton suit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. I think my least favorite, though, would probably be Bubbling, because yeah. I feel like they, they like didn't flesh it Dan out was enough. Talking about I, I love the music. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, yeah. that's that's bubbling. Uh, I mean, I, I was talking about tame aesthetically. Yeah, that's that's what bubbling is, though. It's like you compare that. Toasterina is like oh. the typical. Oh no no no! Never mind. Never mind. I thought you were talking you about know, other worlds. I know now what you're talking. Now I agree with you. I thought you were talking. You know, about my favorite else. my favorite yeah, world is also like, my least favorite world, which is a weird thing to think about. It's the Ruin Kingdom. Oh, I see oh. What, where this is no, going. No, like I remember, like because again, like first time I played this. And like I got to that point, you're showing down with the dragon, and I'm like I, I was just like freaking the hell out because I thought this was the coolest thing that had ever been in a Mario game. Period. Like I was a hundred percent on board. Like this is like a moment where I'm like, oh my god, is this what people are talking about when they see the magic of Mario Odyssey? Like if this is what like like if this world and like all the worlds after this, if it, oh I see it, I think I see it. And then it just ends, just like that. And I'm like, oh, oh no, because <laughs> I like. I, had, I thought you know, that was the coolest. I had a similar feeling. Thing, and then it just ends. So y'all want to talk about worlds not be being fleshed out enough? Let's talk about Dark Souls and Mario for a minute. <laughs> Dark Souls. Like that was both like. <laughs> It, it that was, was both when I was like at my highest highs been, and then my lowest lows. It just like it feels so weird to me that, and I really 
don't want people to think that this game needed more. It's more like this game needed a bit of switcheroo, if you know what I'm saying. Switcheroo? Like, like on the Switch? There, just, like on the Nintendo Switch? Just, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop that. <laughs> what we needed was less like okay so that i had that feeling as well where it's not necessarily that the game was lacking content it was more like i got to that world and it, i felt very cock teased i felt like i felt the same way about the cloud mm. kingdom too it was like when you go there and they feel the need to call them kingdoms but they exist alongside other kingdoms that I just don't care much about because they're so standard so standard that it hurts and alongside like Odyssey has worlds that were shaping up to be some of the most interesting in the entire series. Some of them are still, like New Donk City and um, uh, what's the food Lunch world called? Luncheon. Yeah, Luncheon. Luncheon. What did I call it? <laughs> Luncheon? It, it's, called, it's called Mount Volbono. Mount? Mount Volbono. Are you making fun of me again? No, no that's I'm what sorry. it's called. I'm just... I've never heard Luncheon before. I'm sorry. <laughs> that just caught me off guard. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Um, well, Superintendent Chalmers, I hope you're prepared for an unforgettable Luncheon. <laughs> okay. No, okay, so I was talking about that. That world and New Donk City. Um, those are some that are like, I've never seen this before. Even the, the Bowser's Kingdom. That those are the, the those are my favorites. If I had to pick one favorite, um, shit, uh, I don't know. It. I guess my favorite is Bowser's Kingdom, mm. which seems weird, considering how I am, because that's a very linear place. But, um, I think it's just down to the fact that it is so cool. <clears throat> that they remixed a Bowser castle like that, finally, you know? Because I feel like Bowser castles are all the same. Yeah. So it's just, it felt really refreshing. And Bowser there's something kind of... Yeah, there's... Maybe he... I wonder how much he has to claim on his taxes. <laughs> That'd be a fucking trip. It wouldn't be but, a trip, it'd be an odyssey. Uh, like, that's... Ba -dum -ba -dum. Stop. <laughs> Isn't Michael our pun master? <laughs> Why did Michael like become Michael's the pun the master? Ever since his Mega Man 6 playthrough. Yeah, where I made like 50 puns. See that, Michael? I got that. That's the only thing I remember. If you can mark me down as <laughs> one thing, it's that awful time you tortured your friends with fucking hours of puns. Yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't fun. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, like, what I was gonna I, I forgot what I was gonna say fully. Oh, no, no, I remember. I'm okay. sorry. So, I, I was going to say that even though it's linear, <coughs> it, it was, like, it was a weird kind of experience because it was a linear level 
that also felt like really big and you could still like, I'm gonna go on top of the ramparts. And they knew I was gonna go on top of the ramparts. It's this cheeky kind of like, they, it, it's kind of almost more special that it, that they led me on like, this is gonna be like, you're gonna go in a straight line. But you can kind of like fuck around a lot. You're, it, like you can be like, I'm gonna go on top of this building or over there. So they did enough to where I think it's my favorite world just because it has the most, like my favorite level aesthetic and it also plays with the linearity in a really unique way. And I like how this game as a whole kind of knows what you're going to do most of the time. Like there's in Toast Arena, if you're underground, there's a place where if you do advanced movement tech, which is not really that hard to do to be fair, but when you, when you go up to this part of the building, that's a little difficult to get up to. They put coins there because they're cheeky <laughs> motherfuckers. And they're like, <laughs> we knew you're going to try that shit. And it, there's something weirdly satisfying about that. But what gets to me is that we have stuff like Bub Lane, which isn't horrible, but it's also compared to like, why is Bub Lane or the Lake Kingdom? First of all, why are Bub Lane and the Lake Kingdom even different kingdoms? Because I've always been like, why can't they just put them in the same? Which, I don't know. They, yeah, I mean, Bubble is kind just of, generic New Super Mario Brothers beach level. I mean, if anything, it would be cool if the Lake Kingdom was like some secret area in Bubble Lane. That now, would make Bubbling, it all the better. The, the beach kingdom or whatever it's called. Like, is that the one where... Which one is that again? Bubbling is the water more so level where is you that the one with the mermaids take or control is that the of one a cheap pie? Yeah. No, no, Lake Kingdom's the one with the mermaids. Bubbling's the one that has like the, the snails. Are, yeah. The, like snails? the big, Yeah, the snail people. Yeah, they play like a volleyball on the beach. That one has a beach. Wait. Actually, like a big beach. Wait, you I do thought... more underwater stuff in Bubbling. Which one I, was the one with wait. the um Wait, no, wait, um, Hold on, because I think Lake Kingdom was my least favorite then. Lake Kingdom's the really small one. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that one. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Did you almost trip? I'm... What happened? Oh man, my microphone like collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lake Kingdom. I like bubbling. I like um the 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 the, the, the beach aesthetic. Well, which one was kinda. the one with the octopus? things. That was bubbling. Where you get it, it's like the Mario Sunshine I thing? thought that was called something beach. No. <laughs> no, that's bubbling. Hey, you fight okay, well. Mollusk Lancer in bubbling. Because yeah. it's like drinking the sparkling water from bubbling out of the giant wine glass in the center no, of the I stage. No, I love bubbling then, I'm sorry. I fucked well, up. I like that <laughs> level and I liked exploring it, so eat my butt. Yeah, <laughs> Roasted. Ryan, you keep asking us to eat our butt. Eat my butt. Wait, no, it's called Seaside, seaside Kingdom. King. Yeah! That's what it's called. I like that one. Yeah, Seaside Kingdom is called Bubbling. Seaside Hill, even. Yeah, it, that's why I got confused. Because I thought Bubbling was the As Lake Kingdom. Yeah, that's Lake La Mode. How do you... Which, yeah. I think it's part French. I just don't know why they would even, like... Feels like they were really trying in some areas but in others it just feels like they defaulted because Bublane's 
good looks good there's almost nothing creative about it like on the like it's just a beach I, I like exploring the underwater segments I thought that was pretty fun. Wouldn't it be cool? I, if it yeah, was like, I mean, it's like it's not a badly designed world. It's just when you look at everything else, it's kind of jarring, especially when they undercut some of the more interesting worlds, like the the ruined kingdom or even the cloud kingdom. See now, if no. which some people might not even argue is, but like I think the cloud kingdom would have been more important mm. to flesh out than like. Now, if yeah, we were talking, oh, man, or even even the snow one, I like the snow one too. But even that was like. Now, if we were talking about the lakeside kingdom, then I'd agree. But I I I really enjoyed the seaside kingdom. I'm not gonna lie, I thought that one was pretty cool. Well, it's like you look at Toast Arena, right? And that's a the typical Mario Desert level, right? But they changed it up by giving it that kind of Mars red sand kind of look to it and bringing in Aztec and Mayan sort of architecture and ruins in there. Yeah. And they had the, the Kalaka people with the sugar skull heads. You know, it felt new, even though it's something we have seen before in other Mario games with desert levels. It looked way different and felt fresh, whereas Bubbling is literally just New Super Mario Bros. Beach again. And it would have been more interesting, like, if instead of just regular water, what if it was like a grape soda ocean instead? And Bowser wanted to get some sparkling grape soda for his wedding instead of just regular water. Yeah. You know, that would have given it, like, something made it feel somewhat fresh, whereas and it's it's like we've been saying, Rune Kingdom looked really interesting. It was really different, but it's just a few platforms floating in a void with the boss in it. Which I will say, the and boss that was does... the highlight of the game for me. I thought that was like the best boss fight of the game. Yeah, I mean the Rune Dragon is, was cool. Like the, when when Bowser showed up riding that fucking thing, I I lost my shit. Well, yeah, that that is exactly that was, what yeah, I was, was saying. I'm like, that's what I thought the rest of the game was going to be up until that point. I just can't help but imagine a full world of the Ruined Kingdom with that dragon to cap it off, which would have been even, like, as it stands, the dragon's interesting, but I feel like it loses a lot of its impact because you're not there long enough. I feel like the bosses of these games are more interesting because you build up to them. Yeah. And, like, just having that there and then leaving, it's just such a... Like, you like, know I mean, what it would have... What would have been perfect is that you already have the key mechanic that you have to undo that little hat he has. So yeah. I could see like you have to free the dragon a la God of War PS4 uh, <laughs> where like you could, you know, have little platforming challenges or have to control other sort of things there. And then you like you just go around the ruined kingdom and do essentially what you did in the seaside kingdom to like um trigger the boss fight. I think that would that would yeah, I really like that idea. That's I, I, I just I'm glad think he brought that, that up. They, they like for a game that on the outset was like we're doing new creative things. And to be fair, it did enough where I'm like you're automatically more interesting to me than some other games in the franchise, but uh yeah. It's it just feels weird that they didn't go enough cuz the game's called fucking Mario Odyssey. Like, I expected them to just go balls to the wall, but in some areas they didn't, and I feel like that's valid enough to warrant. Yeah. Like, 
it's just kind of weird when you get to the less interesting worlds and some of them that are so short like it, it really i think it would have made the the late kingdom which is the shorter one it looks nice um like i like the sparkling rock stuff and i like that it's in a ravine kind of but that would have been more cool if you could find it inside bublin like if they just but it seemed like they really wanted to buff up the world count which doesn't make any sense to me because the game would have the same amount of content even if it had less kingdoms and it would probably be better if you just fit some of them together because some of them are way too short for me to be like oh yeah that was super memorable like the snow one i like the snow one but it also i can't help but feel like one aesthetically they don't like it is kind of cool that they have the um what kind of like what do you call that like nordic i don't know what you'd like it's kind of norse what kind of yeah it's like a that kind of a vibe which i like but i don't feel like they went nearly as far as they could have with like some of the other worlds did like new duck new donk city set a standard that i'm not sure every world lived up to and the ones that don't are so jarring because the rest of the game does it so well like i wouldn't even really care about it in the other mario games because in the other Mario games, they don't really set that high of a standard. So all the worlds are kind of consistent with each other, and you just kind of take them for what they are. But now that we've had something so special, it's just it's so weird to go back to the older world types. Yeah. I still attest that... Uh, I don't know. If we could go yeah. back to some positives. No, yeah, the game I, sucks. I, <laughs> I just, I think that for me personally, and I think all of your critiques are valid, King K. Don't let me invalidate you. Um, you can invalidate me all you want. What if that's his kink? Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah, after yeah, the cast. You can invalidate by eating Ryan's butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think that even for the lesser kingdoms, I was still having a lot of fun in them. Because, like, specifically for the Snowy Kingdom, I thought it was really cool how you start out in the middle of a blizzard and you just gotta find, like, where they're all hiding out. And, like, you know, there's stuff below it with, like, freezing water. And then you have to go in those four rooms with a bunch of platforming challenges. And it's not as connected, but, you know, then it leads up to, like, this fun little race that you do with a bouncing polar bear and i i would have always loved more content in this game in all of the kingdoms and everything but i felt satisfied after the world and also too can i say i i love how the worlds are connected later on when you unlock those paintings that that you can have because like i enjoyed that aspect yeah, it was. I, 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 I really wish it didn't did. spoil the fact that you go to Mario 64 <laughs> land, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked it otherwise. Because <laughs> it, um, it really did kind of. Because in um, Luncheon, I think it was Luncheon, or one of them takes you there. And when you're there, it's like. It just lessens the impact when you. Like, because you're like, oh, we're going to go there at some point. Yeah. And then it's just kind of like. I would have felt more surprised by it if I didn't know it was already coming. So, but otherwise, I, I think it's a nice, like, it's kind of cool that you go into a painting, you're like, whoa. Yeah. 
I really enjoyed um, the Super Mario 64 stage too. Uh -huh. uh, is that a spoiler to say? No, seeing how the game's yeah, The game's been old. out for like two years. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's yeah. I feel like there's a less a lesser amount of time that you have to wait for Mario games because there's the stuff you spoil is primarily gameplay stuff. The people yeah. who care about that will have played it. Right. And the story stuff is more important to not spoil, but Mario doesn't have anything. It'd be nice. So, you know. saying. Spoilers! Mario well, saves the princess you, you, you at the what? end. You want to get it? You want to get into that for what? Like you want to get into Mario Odyssey story right now? Sure. Because I feel like I I really like how they handled it. I did too. I like moments in the story. I think that it's it has enough to provide context without it just feeling like. Because granted, Bowser kidnaps Peach again. <laughs> you know, like. But I think I've just come to terms with that. It's not something that makes me groan. I know, I, like, it's overdone at this point, but it's also like, I appreciated the finer details. I appreciated that what Bowser was doing was he was also going to up to the worlds to make his wedding the best wedding ever made, which I appreciate. It's charming and it's new. I liked that, um, I liked Cappy's input throughout the game. You don't get any of that shit in like 3D world. You know, it, it kind of reminded me of Galaxy in a way where like there's like stuff was actually happening throughout the game and Mario games don't need to do that, but it's just nice when they do. And I, I like <clears throat> in the ending when Mario's patent Bowser in the back. <laughs> it's just I don't know. I like that. And it's just like it ends with like this such a positive spin on the idea that Bowser will always kidnap Peach, but it's almost like they're OK with it friendly competition it's 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 like it's almost like bowser is just doing it and they've long accepted that that's just what he's gonna do and it's it oddly it just feels like they have this kind of like they it's like he's a member like he's a like almost like a weird family member <laughs> like they just kind of put <laughs> up with them they just put up with his bullshit it's I will say cute. I did like I the know. moment at the end where you're escaping the moon and you get to play as Bowser in 3D. That was definitely yeah. a highlight. I'm glad I got I'm glad I got that spoiled for me before the game even came out. Oh now that I wouldn't know about. Well that that's the thing is that I was like I was thinking for a long time before it came out, I was like, hmm. I wonder if they have a section where maybe you like capture Bowser. And it would have been so cool if I got to that point in the game. But fucking Prosophia Gaming, who I fucking hate. <laughs> fucking Prosophia like, Gaming! Name dropping and everything. God dang. He, he, the he evolution of Bowser controls in Mario games! <laughs> what he had is I think either the day it came out or even before, he had a thumbnail with Bowser on it and Mario's cap on it and a mustache. And I'm like, well, fucking thanks. Thanks for that. Like, what the fuck, dude? I fucking hate him. <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, he, he spoils I've everything. I've tried to block his channel, but YouTube doesn't let you do that. You can like remove, like hide it, but it's not super effective. It hasn't always worked every time I've hidden a channel. Like, really YouTube, get your shit together. That would have been so cool. That would have been so cool if I got there and I was like, whoa. Because what the game does is it's like, it waits there for a second for you to figure out that you have to capture Bowser. But when I got there, I'm like, oh, I have to capture Bowser. 
because Mr. Dickhead over here decided to spoil the fucking game in the thumbnail. So, so hey dogs, hey dogs, I know that you aren't a big fan of. Can you beat New Super Mario Brothers oh U without gosh. collecting a coin? Yeah. No, I love those videos, Haydox. I Th hate don't them. Don't you dare, I love those videos. I hate them. <laughs> well, well, they're so... They're all the same. They're so bad. I don't care, because I just like the challenge of it. I, like I mean, the I enjoy doing they, that myself, but I don't want to watch some dumbass be like, <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel, and today we're going to beat oh, the Super Mario coins are in the way. Without, you so we have to do a special right tech and then round them. It's just a let's play Whoa. that they cobble together and it, it's just Dude, like the I most- Dude, I love those- I love those videos. What are you I talking can't. about? I just that's don't like, like them. I just- that's like the only kind of content that I will regularly click on that isn't just like, oh, this guy is gonna talk about Doki Doki Panic again, you know? Like, Why but Doki it's, it's Doki it's Panic specifically? Because, it's, did you know that Super Mario 2 was I feel like the words Doki Doki Panic, I feel like those words have been uttered by everyone. Exo, did you know? <laughs> did you know that Super Mario Bros. 2 was originally Doki Doki Panic? Did you? Uh, yeah, it's I did. Not that or, I you know anything. what? It's, it's akin to the idea that every Sonic review has to open with, you know, Sonic's had a good uh, <laughs> history. <laughs> and then, uh, 06 happened, and then Sonic everything was bad. But that's, that's the essence of all of those uh, fucking whatever videos. So I don't was care because, like, the, the actual content is, like, Something unique. What, it's so what I, I was know. going to say I don't know. is that Profasi Gaming just, and all those stupid evolution videos are like the real deal. But, but Exo, do you remember like Sonic no 06? Effort. Exo, do you remember Sonic 06? Exo! Yes, Exo, I remember Sonic 06. Exo, what I'm saying. Exo, do you remember Sonic 06? <laughs> I'm trying to talk, Ryan. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying here is that those fucking like. Evolution of final boss battles in Kirby games, like they put the fucking final boss of Star Allies in the thumbnail when the game has just like barely come out, right? It's like those videos are the real deal, where they just upload footage and make money, and like well, no mean, effort. Yeah, whereas the, like the dumbest, the dumber people are the people watching it. You know, it's like I don't know who like, watches I, those though. They have high view counts. Who watches those? Yeah, yeah. Who, who watches them? Literally uh, children. Children. <laughs> because it it has it is the most safe content you could put out on YouTube. There's no swears. There's no personality. It's just the gameplay, and like but it's, kids it's look just up like people make like actual anything. reviews that actually like you know from a free use <laughs> standpoint actually add something. And then here yeah, well, are people just literally just uploading footage and adding nothing and making tons of money off of it. You know, I, I don't think it's fair to... for my comparison there, because at least I can concede that... The first person who did those challenge videos was like, yeah, that's... you got it, bro. But then when everybody did it, and they just did the same video that this guy did, but with like... Anything well, you can no, think like, of. Well, no, because I, I see it the exact same way I see speedruns. I don't think ah. of them any differently, you know? I don't know. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a concept that can just be applied because it's a challenge run, you know? Yeah, but it's... it. Like, I don't hold it any against anyone that's doing the same thing because, I'm, like, it's just like a speedrun. I don't know if it's like a speedrun, though, because 
it's it's just like it, it doesn't require that much skill i think personally it's it's just like you you see a coin and you don't collect it or you try to find a workaround <laughs> have you actually watched these videos yeah, and how have. hard it is to do that yeah yeah and it's like okay i've watched the streams of people doing it it's fucking hard it looks fucking difficult i don't know like, it's to, just and it's so like it's this is so yeah. off topic but i have to put my i need to put my foot down <laughs> i gotta put my foot I, down i just too. can't accept this those those it's, videos are so cool it's like, akin to fucking assigning somebody algebra homework. <laughs> it's like, are you gonna say the same thing about speedruns though? Do you know, do you know how much work goes into speedruns too? Yeah, but say the, the speedruns speed are actually entertaining. These people are as what, dry what as a makes fucking chalkboard. <laughs> what makes them different? No, no, no. We need to, no, we need to actually to get stop. to this. I love this hearing KK lose I'm shit. putting my foot down because. Speedruns require actual shit. You gotta fucking glitch what? around and everything. The other ones don't. You gotta practice it, bro. What are you talking no. about? I'm, I'm yeah, telling you. I want you to a challenge run. Why don't you try to beat I, one of these games without collecting a coin? See okay, okay, I will, and I'll fucking have my dick yeah, out. Yeah, get back to me on that. Get back I to will, me on that. I will, because it will be easy. It, it is like, it is, it is like, uh -huh. it's like a maze. It's a maze. It's, it's basically giving somebody a maze on the back of a newspaper in black and white. <laughs> It's so fucking boring. I don't even understand. I don't- and then, it's- it's- you know, okay, I'll concede this, King K. When people, like, when it's not just the let's play, because it, it, it is- most of them are just, Hey guys, so in World 1-1, it is very simple to do this. Yeah, let's- let's get that flagpole, Mario. <laughs> And then they get to an obstacle, and then they stop, and then they go, Well, it seems like we've encountered a problem. An issue that we have to surpass. And, I don't know, like, with, with speedruns, it's just advanced optimization and tech and... It, it, throughout the entire We're done time. with this conversation. Oh, God, you know, <clears throat> I was thinking about... It's yeah, time to talk about wrong. Super Mario Odyssey. I, I was thinking to myself, King no K, joke, I, before we started this recording session, I'm like, you know, I, I don't... <laughs> I honestly have no idea how this one's gonna go, because I don't really have that much to say about Odyssey, but goddamn, this is really fucking entertaining! <laughs> well, it's kind of fitting, because Odyssey started that trend. Oof. That, this it? was the game... Yeah, it did. <laughs> because, um... Game Champ, who I'm subscribed to, and I like... He started it, I think, with his Super Mario Odyssey runs, the hatless throw runs. Those are the ones that started the entire trend. I I think actually not to be a gamer about it, King K, but it <laughs> it was um it. the Mario Maker runs, and then that blossomed from Sieve, and then it was into um uh, I believe it was Wii Super Mario Bros Wii. But uh, mm -hmm. and again. Uh, to anybody listening to this, don't fucking take me out of context, because I have nothing against these people who do it, right? I, I don't want that to be misconstrued, because I'm sure these are nice gentlemen, and ladies, men, and <laughs> non-binary folk. I'm sure they are lovely human beings who would be wonderful to get a coffee with. I just don't want to watch their YouTube videos. <laughs> I don't even... Let me, 
Let me also say, I don't even like, and this is also not to get into my personal preference, but I think I should state this in case, like, people get angry at me. But I don't even watch gaming videos. I watch cooking videos on YouTube. That's like, <laughs> I watch binging with Babish and I just cook. Like, Can you I, I'm cook very a cake boring. without cake batter? <laughs> no, there's nothing. Yeah, that, that's the dumb shit. And if he did that, I would unsubscribe. <laughs> I watch like cooking that would be shows. So I cool, watch. Though. I watch King K. I watch Ryan. I watch EXO and a couple of my friends. That's it. And honestly, and I'm being 100% honest, I probably wouldn't watch any gaming content by now if I wasn't doing YouTube. I just don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really find like that type of content entertaining anymore. We need to stop talking about this. I want to talk about the history of Game Grumps and the downfall of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about why no. John left? <laughs> I'd rather just not can talk we about Game Grumps. We can talk about the graphics in Mario Odyssey. Ryan, tell us what <laughs> you like think of the graphics in Mario Odyssey. Well, the character models look pretty good, but the skyboxes and trash tags look like poop. <laughs> Wait, what? Looks Michael. like poop? Yeah. What looks Michael, like poop, I want to say, though, I did... I think the only Let's Play channel I like is Zebros, <laughs> because... I think I enjoy Eric and you, <laughs> your little dynamic too much. So I I always subscribe and tune into that. You know, hey Docs, can I ask you a personal question? It's always interesting. Since we're on the topic yeah. of uh, zeros, oh, no. uh, what 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 color is your underwear right now? What uh <laughs> what? Let me check. <laughs> it is plaid. It is blue. Pl with plaid. White stripes. Plaid. Oh my god, yeah. we've gone to plaid! <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking uh, what about? about? What about you, Kinkay? What's the color of your underwear? Um... I will right. not have this be another heroes. <laughs> I will not. I will not have it. So, Axel, so how's <laughs> your day going? This conversation about underwear is over. We just completely sidetrack it. <laughs> Quick, let all of this happened I because I brought the fucking coin videos. Quick, guys, let's, let's derail this as fast as we can. Adox is wrong about. <laughs> I. What is the guy who makes the Mario Time pissing to take videos? A Time to take a piss. What the hell? Dude. I love that man. I'm taking a piss. I'm taking a piss. He sounds like that in real life. That's just his normal yeah, speaking Yeah, because he's book. awesome. I Everybody stop watching later. and go watch that dude. Maybe. Go watch that dude. Maybe. Seriously. I'm if you can ever subscribe to a, a YouTube piece. channel, see that. I can watch that video I want everybody day. to go watch Nostalgia Critics. Uh, go watch uh, What's the Movie They Made. <laughs> what's the movie they made? What is it called? It, it's called Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, what did you guys think of the graphics in that movie? Uh, Have you ever watched Nostalgia Critics? I want to go on about this because I watched the Nostalgia Critic movie today too. Kickassia? <laughs> Holy oh. shit. Kickassia is so funny. This They're is gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> I love... Nostalgia Critic is so funny to me. 
just like <laughs> the Lorax, dude, that thumbnail with his fucking face that haunts me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> can we just talk about Doug Walker for the no. entire podcast? <laughs> we, please. Can we please fucking talk about talk the about goddamn Linkara? game that this podcast is titled about? Please. <laughs> I have been working diligently on the Power Rangers video for months. Now, I know a lot of you have been wondering where it is. And I have to say, I've been incredibly busy. I am better than you, so I should do the podcast. No, that's Linkara. <laughs> hey, Docs, right, don't well, make me get the magic gun. Get the magic gun. Do it. Do it. Do Get the magic gun. We're it, talking about the fucking it. graphics. King K, what do you think about the graphics in Super Mario Odyssey? Looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can, can we have a little bit more detail? <laughs> oh man, it's it time good. for the kazoo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I can I can leave the call if you guys would prefer. It's good. Michael, you, you've unleashed the cockpit. What did you- what did you just say? <laughs> the- the cockpit. You know the phrase, you've unleashed the cockpit? I've never heard anyone say that in my life. That's- see, you see? That- that's- <laughs> Everybody stopped watching. That's how bad the music sounds in Mario Odyssey. Wow. Oh, hey, Docs, do you agree with what King K just said about no, Mario Odyssey's music? I feel personally attacked because I love the music in this fucking game. Uh, Edward, um, make how sure could to you mute possibly Ryan's like channel. the music, hey, Docs? How, how can you I? It's, it's not you that know, good. You know, King K, we seldomly disagree on things. I always try to remain faithful, because you are the king, and I am just okay, a yeah. humble footstool. Well, I want to know why you like it. Why do you like it? Put your feet on me, daddy. So here's a question for you, Haydox. How does King K's feet smell? Oh my gosh, I feel like I am just, I, I have entered a new era. Oh like, just like, I have time God. traveled, and I'm here, and I'm alive, and I'm well. <laughs> This is the worst one we've ever you done. You say that every time! Fuck off, Michael! Well, now it's true. No. Now it's true, God damn it! What Michael, happened? you, you said that! I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, a perfectly reasonable conversation yeah, about you, Super Mario Odyssey. You unlocked this cage, serious. motherfucker! You unlocked this cage! I was- I was like the beast you from Split. Are the ones... I was sitting dormant. But you M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> all over to my dick. All over to your what now? <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> Michael, you've, you've unleashed the, the wacky side. I'm now very- okay. I'm in a silly mood. I could do any- I could do anything. I'm very sporadic, you know? I- I could run a mile in five minutes. What is it? Like 11 o'clock in your time zone? 10.43. We should- what? Oh. Do you think there's like a time that it when the when the clock hits a certain time I just become silly yeah, and barrel? Yeah, it's, it's like in Persona 3, the Forbidden <laughs> Hour or whatever it's called. 
I start downing protein or, bars wait, and just no, getting really silly. Persona 3. He knows what I'm talking about. It's the midnight hour. Oh, just for oh. a minute. Alright, <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me, buckaroo. Um... I don't have the courage to say it to your face. I'll just type it. Oh, no. I mean, I'll say it out loud, whatever you type to me. This is the best episode of the McDonald's retrospective we've ever had. This is the this, worst one we've ever done. This is done. my favorite one. This is the worst, this is the worst podcast we've ever no, published. No, it's not. It's the best one. You're not typing anymore, Hadox. What happened? What? Well, I am typing. typing. Now, now you're typing. Hadox, what's the fucking okay. word? I'm not reading that, Hadox. <laughs> 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 I'm not reading that. <laughs> oh man, Michael, you made me get silly by fucking <laughs> talking about Don't YouTube you videos. Don't you dare pin this on me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you did that, though. We were talking about Mario Odyssey. Now I can't even remember I mean, what I said. it's mostly just because you hold bad opinions. Oof. Wow. Goddamn. Who, who wow. is that addressed to? Ah, jeez. No, I drink... <laughs> I drink a lot of water. I drink a lot of water I mean, before hey, this podcast you think, Hey, Ducks, do so you think the music is actually good? Yeah, I love so the music. already I'm discounting your opinion already. Ah, why do you have to do that to me? None of us are not even good. drunk right now. Okay, in in the movie Madagascar, no, there's a no, scene in particular no. I want to talk about. No, stop. Yes, there's a scene where Gloria washes up on the beach and she she's covered in like like there's a starfish on her tits. There's like creatures on her vajuge on her vegeta. Um, and then they pop off and she says, all right, boys, Tom's fun's over. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Cause she was in the box with those creatures. So was there like, so final thoughts happening? on Super Mario Odyssey. Um, Michael, so Sonic I go Heroes pee, is a really good honest. game and I actually really liked it. I grew up no. playing the Kinky version of Sonic Heroes. Don't you dare rub salt in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please talk about the game? <laughs> I'm begging you! Please. Can we please talk about Mario Odyssey? Please! We were doing just fine until a few minutes ago! Haydogs what go. happened is that Haydogs was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, the graphics in Super Mario Odyssey <laughs> are really well done. Uh, well, it's a bit interesting from a technical point of view. The game utilizes, uh, performance-wise, something called the dynamic resolution. Which means that the game will change resolution depending on where you are in the game. Uh, and the reason this was done was so that the game could maintain a consistent 60 frames per second from beginning to end. And uh, evidently the resolution ranges from 900p to whatever star allies runs at to 720p in New Donk City. 
And it, it looks really... I mean, like, usually I'm not one. I, I hate non-standard resolutions. It is one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate it when a game runs at some god-awful stupid resolution that no TV has perfect pixels for. If you catch my drift. Like 900p, for example. Nobody owns a 900p TV, so don't run the game at that. But, in the case of Odyssey, it's done to increase the performance on, on frankly, an underpowered console. Uh, and the game does play really smoothly. Like, this is the first Mario game since Odyssey, of Sunshine, to have camera control on a stick. Oh, yeah. And, and it feels really good <laughs> in terms of, like, the camera. And I think they still have, like, you can hold the... L button to center the camera and do it that way, you know, like, you have all the options. Uh, but the game plays really smoothly, and in terms of, like, the quality of the models, I mean, obviously it's not, like, up to what you could do on PS4, for example, uh, but the, the, is, you know, in terms of style, like, the way that mo models are drawn, you know, it's, it's, it looks really nice, and, uh, you know, some kind of generic worlds aside, uh, the art direction in this is very fresh. Because, uh, and, and you know, it's it's weird, you know, speaking of the Mushroom Kingdom, which we brought up earlier and how that is spoiled. Uh, it, we saw so many unique new species in this game, like the Bonitors and the uh, Steam Garden robots and the... Uh, the snail people from Bubblane, you know? And it, it felt interesting, but what really surprised me was going to the Mushroom Kingdom at the end and seeing toads and actually being kind of happy to see them. Because yeah. before Odyssey, like, toads were so overused, like, especially <laughs> in the RPGs and stuff. So, like, actually getting to the end of Odyssey and seeing them again and not hating them for existing was a refreshing feeling. Uh, and they made Color Splash. <laughs> well, Color Splash came before. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. And what's weird about Color Splash is that it does actually have, like, <clears throat> characters in it, but they don't give them names, and they all look like toads. Like, there's a mountain sage, but the mountain I, sage I is just a yellow if, toad. <laughs> I feel like if Miyamoto was on this, it would just be toads. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Miyamoto's been it, licking It means toads. that Miyamoto needs to retire and let creative people work in his place, is what we're saying. Is it? I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, especially in terms of Mario, he's been... I don't know. Lame. Thankfully, with Odyssey, it seems like we're finally moving away with that, which is one of the game's biggest strengths. Is that it feels different Mm. Yeah, it feels like it was trying new things. Whereas the last few games didn't really... It seemed like they were willing to rest on their laurels, so to speak. It was refreshing. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a refreshing beverage. Yeah. Beverage. Like rum chata. So, hey, Docs. Uh, you are a musician. Is that correct? Yeah. What about it? <laughs> well, what, why, why don't you tell us more about what you think of the Mario Odyssey soundtrack? Alright, well, we're gonna go into ASMR mode because I feel like to talk about music, we have to 
get really close. Um, so, first of all, before we begin, this is a marker that I'm going to... Do you hear it? I'm putting it back in. I put it back Ooh. on, and I'm putting it down. I have keys. I'm jangling them. Can you hear them? It's me coming to get you. Get you for dinner. I also have a bottle of Pepto-Bismol for after we're done. Can you See, the music, the music you are Can making you right it? now is better than the music in Odyssey. Alright, King K, you can take your funny jokes, and you know where you oh, can put butt. them? Right oh. into my mouth, because those were actually pretty good, dude. Um, I enjoy almost every track. I, I, I mean, what, what do you want me to highlight and talk about? Um, I don't know, I just want, I want to know why it's, like, why do you like it? Because every track is, brings something new to the table, and it's, it, it's very musically interesting. I'm trying to think of an example. I like the main theme, um, like the actual title screen theme. Alright, so in in Steam Gardens you have the I used to rule Yeah, we, we all have seen the Siva Gunner video. Um, Rest in peace. The, what's really interesting is that <clears throat> it's, it's just this wonderful like progression that that like you often don't hear mario music for string instruments uh not like violin i mean like acoustic guitars and everything um like you especially in 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 the way they played that it felt very distinct and out of mario's range if that makes sense because like you yeah. think of Delfino Plaza, and Delfino Plaza is like that's that at its core is working off of Mario, um, in terms of like the the melodies Mario has had in the past and the sort of feel. But everything in Odyssey felt very distinctive and very new, and it it what I love the most is that unlike 3D World that really um, tried to emulate uh, Galaxy in a lot of its tracks, Odyssey felt like <clears throat> an entire leap forward in terms of the variety of tracks. They, they were also not afraid to have a very low-key track in the Lake Kingdom. And in uh, Bubbling, like you have like... Dun, 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 and then you have this xylophone that plays and it's very pretty and beautiful and nice and then um another mm -hmm. one of my favorites is um obviously jump up superstar which is i believe the first lyrical song for a mario game and yes i, I was gonna they, say yeah, do when the you mario, compare that, but then you killed it by saying mario game <laughs> yeah, um, when you compare, I, I mean, like, what, what was if actually kind of made me- If you drugs, you go to hell before you die. <laughs> what made me love Jump Up Superstar even more is that after I heard the Smash Ultimate World of Light fucking lyrical video, or lyrical song, I was like, uh, this is a song that you could do with, um, <clears throat> without lyrics. I agree. Um... But Jump Up Superstar was this fucking fantastic big band 
And then, um, just gorgeous vocals, um, and an amazing mm-hmm. performance by the person who sung that. And the lyrics were super fun, and just like everything was mm-hmm. so upbeat. And then you compare that to Smash Ultimate, which is like we. Well, that, what you're doing I right there was Fire Emblem Fates, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. I fucked up there for a second. What is uh? <laughs> what's the World of Light theme even? I just uh, Mario Odyssey has fantastic music. It's so good. Hmm. Oh. Uh, I could go over a lot of the tracks, like, but I, like, I mean, I, understand. The, the piece also plays yeah. after um, or while you're escaping the moon as Bowser. Like that one's really cool yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that caught me off guard too because I didn't think they do two separate yeah. lyrical songs, and that one too was such a great finale because it all swells up to that ending moment, and it's like wow. That was really well choreographed and everything. It was so good. And, um... I, I There were just, like, so many moments where I stopped and listened to the soundtrack, which... I did that in Spyro. I did that in Kingdom Hearts 3. And, I don't know. I had a lot... I added a lot of Mario Odyssey's music to my rotation of, like, lo-fi hip-hop beats mm. to relax and study to. <laughs> <laughs> they, they I don't know just I it was it was the type of music I loved and I don't know I, I really loved it <clears throat> Nintendo's been on their game in terms of composing open world music that sounds really good like uh Breath of the Wild people like to dog on it for being minimalistic but fuck dude you're gonna sit here and tell me Terrytown. Mm isn't the fucking most gorgeous track you've ever heard in fucking video Casting. game history. I'd, I'd fuck, have dude. to remember it. Okay, well, fuck <sighs> you, Michael. It's it's so good. And then, I like, don't even know uh, what Terry so Town is. That doesn't even sound familiar. Oh, or Hitano Village. Well, Michael... Yeah, Hitano Village Michael, do you like good... the Mario Odyssey soundtrack? Well, yeah, I mean, King K, you're totally kidding, right? I was. I was actually trying to get Haydox to talk about the video game oh. by provoking him. Oh yeah, him. well, you succeeded there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you guys I treat I, I me like I'm effective. a toddler. You dangle candy in front of me, and you're like, maybe well, they'll talk know, about the game if we coax him well, enough. You, you gotta earn your big boy, your big boy pants sometime. That's all I'm saying. I have big boy pants. You want to yeah, fucking see them? No. I'll take a picture of them right now. Michael, Don't put this upload in the pictures podcast. of your pants to the chat. Uh, I, I loved the soundtrack of Mario Odyssey. Yeah, if I'm being frank, uh, I I like it more than 3D worlds. Oh hell yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's not like I probably prefer like Galaxy and Sunshine, but yeah, you know, it's it's pretty great on its own. You know, I can either, it I think it's worth noting. That uh, the previous few 3D games, starting with Galaxy, were composed by well, the the chief sound designer, this sound director was named Mahito Yokota, 
there were a couple other guys who worked along with him, including Koji Kondo. I don't even know what Koji Kondo does all day, because he, he like shows up for each of these Mario games and composes like one track, and then somebody else does all the rest of the work for him. Like, what does he do all day? I don't get it. Is he like doing like private, you know, compositions on the side, and he just shows up? <laughs> Are you gonna say private investigating? No, it's like <laughs> I I don't know what he does all day. Like, how does he make money? Did they pay know. him like hundreds of dollars to co or you know thousands of yen to compose like three tracks? <clears throat> I don't I don't I get don't it. I mean, it's just it's the same way um, Charles Martinet makes his money, probably. Woohoo! That'll be a ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the it seems I don't know which one of these guys is the sound director, but uh, they're like just looking at like the comp the composers for Odyssey. The uh, it's it's mostly the work of Naoto Kubo and Shiho Fuji, and Koji Kondo surprisingly did actually come out come down from the mountaintop to compose <laughs> Steam Gardens and yeah. uh, whatever that island kingdom was. Forgotten Isle. So those are both Koji Kondo originals right there. Oh, and he composed the Bowser Castle theme, too. <clears throat> of course he did. That, yeah. was so, that was so fucking good. And to his credit, they're all good tracks. And it's just like... I mean, it's like... it's like <clears throat> I think Odyssey has a better soundtrack that I... Like, I listen to it more than something like 64, probably. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I agree there, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just not it's not as like intensely memorable as like Sunshine or Galaxy. Like I listen to Sunshine and Galaxy soundtrack a lot. Yeah. So I'll never understand people that say that Sunshine just sounds like fart noises. I, don't I get it. yeah, though those people have lost their gamer card as far <laughs> as I'm well, concerned. Well, that takes away my gamer cards. I think the mute the melodies in Sunshine are fine, it's the instrumentation. Okay, okay, oh my gosh, holy fuck, you are so wrong. I have <laughs> hey, never dogs, heard these pictures, you look like James McAvoy from Split. <laughs> I've never heard something so incredibly wrong in my entire life. Ryan. Yes. Ryan, I am going to take you out behind the Arby's, and I swear on my gamer hood <laughs> that I will I he's will gonna, convince you otherwise with a slideshow I will you know, convince hey, you, know, you speaking otherwise speaking of eating butt my audacity's paused we're not paused it stopped recording again it's the second time it happened what the fuck when did it stop uh 143.12 so about uh, a minute ago that's not what the fuck well, at so least you should we right stop away. yeah <laughs> Well, we're yeah. back because Michael had to <laughs> go masturbate. Is he? <laughs> we try to fuck, but it's too late. I guess I'll just go masturbate. Listen, Michael, don't camp, include camp buddy that. is currently closed on my computer. I'll have you know, it's not open right now. <laughs> I don't want to begin with that. <laughs> Speaking of which, you have you guys still don't know who you got paired with. And that annoys me. Because I haven't played it in a oh, long time. You guys spent $50 on it. You know, at least, yeah, you, the least yeah. you could do is I figure did it, I did it for you, Michael. <laughs> I... Aww, that's so sweet. And then by the time we talked about it, I didn't register on my mind anymore. Yeah. Oh. 
Cool. Also, too, Michael, I bought it for you. Um, you know, I I'm trying to refrain from jerking off and having sexual stuff in my life. I've actually chosen the way of a priesthood, you know. That's why I don't ever have sex. Oh well, yeah, that's that's fair, Ryan. But you know, to be fair, you you also didn't already spend fifty dollars on it. Fair point. Fair point. I'll, I'll finish it someday, Michael. <laughs> I'll finish it yeah. someday. Yeah, he's okay. gonna finish someday, all right. Well. <laughs> Anyways, you know, feel, you know what feeling akin to that is when you collect like fifty moons in Odyssey <laughs> and you put it all in the thing at once. That's like akin to I'm orgasm. Fucking burst. <laughs> <laughs> I um. But seriously, when you put them all at once, it's like, jeez. That was a good feeling. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I want to talk about... Um, fuck, dude. Fuck. <laughs> so, fuck. some of my favorite tracks in Super Mario Odyssey are Fossil Falls, uh, the first Bowser boss theme, the Torque Drift boss theme, which sounds straight out of Ratchet and Clank, but it's actually a Koji yeah, Kondo track, yeah. surprisingly. Like, he's done more work for this game than he has in, like, the past 20 years. What what was different this time? Sorry, I just don't get Koji Kondo at all. Anyways. Uh, yeah, they're, they're like, what, what are some of your favorite tracks, guys? I already mentioned mine. Yeah. What was that? What was I, mean, yeah. my, I think my overall favorite. Um, I mean, I have a couple. Like, the Bowser Castle theme's good. I really like Bublane because it reminds me of a song in Final Fantasy XV. I don't even remember what song it was, but it's it, like it's very similar. It's very subdued. I don't. I just like it. And um, my favorite song is actually the one at the very end, the second vocal track, when you're Bowser, mm. because it's like it's just so. It sounds like an anime opening. It does. It's so weird. It's so weird. But I love it. Like, it's a great song, but it's just... If, if I listened to that song, and, di and you didn't tell me where it was from, the last thing I would think of is Mario. Like, even Jump Up Superstar, I could plausibly believe would be in a Mario game, but... The, the um, I think it's like Honeycomb something break like, away like, yeah that song sounds like it's it's like in an oh, anime sorry break free parentheses lead the way <laughs> that's what it's called yeah i love that song i own the soundtrack on cd so i have well, that song so like it's so emblematic it's like this one's trying things actually indeed it like just gives off a vibe generally of when I first played Galaxy, and I was as a kid, I was like, the thing I cared the most about is like they put Mario in space. Oh my <laughs> god! And then they like, did it again in this game, and it's not nearly as impressive anymore. I mean, I appreciate the effort, but um, and it's like if you really want to go back to 1992, Mario went to the moon in Super Mario Land 2. Mm-hmm. 
So it's it's I don't know. <laughs> they, they were they were like I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. So I think we've exhausted all the other stuff to talk about. Unless we want to talk for 30 minutes about the controls or something. I don't know. I'd rather talk about 30 minutes about Haydox's plaid underwear. Okay. I've had to actually throw in a lot of it out because I'm not going to say why I had to throw it out, but needless to say, they did were you, all soiled. Did you have another <laughs> coffee vanilla thing? Oh, funny fun fun, Michael. I wish I did. I would have enjoyed that. I might actually go tomorrow for that. Um... Hey, oh, man. I saw lactose-free ice cream at the supermarket the other day, Haydox. Hey, can you pick me up? <laughs> some? <laughs> Ship it over? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, Ship it over to my undisclosed location. It's probably some at your supermarket, but... Yeah. Well, you could always ship it over. I would well, always appreciate melt. a gift. It'd melt! Yeah, so yeah, what? Put some ice good. in it. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> How do you think they ship lobsters and food? So, King K, it's time to talk about... No, no, no. I Hold on. I, I, I have other things to say. Alright, well then please I, talk about things. Them. Please. All right. Please! He's so antagonistic. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, I mean, you're you're so eager to talk about what we that thing. It's kind of surprising me, but... Because um, there, so, there are other things to say, like... I, I really like how one of my biggest complaints with stuff like Sunshine mm -hmm. is that they didn't really incorporate the level design into the levels that much. And this game cheats a little bit, but I'm I'm also kind of surprised that the instances in which it decided like, hey, we're gonna make the level design inside the kingdom itself. And it, it just got me more invested in the kingdoms. <clears throat> because like, for example, Toast Arena, that whole underground segment, they could have easily just made that some fuck off thing in space, but they're like, they're like, oh, it's it's this underground thing. It's just so much cooler that way. It's all about framing. They framed it so well. I I, I appreciate that because Sunshine didn't do that shit like often enough. They just stuck all of their platforming in little areas that just don't matter at all. And Odyssey still does it. Which I don't like, but it's like the least that they've ever done it. And pe like, people could say that it, the stuff in the kingdoms itself is not super complicated. And I get it, but that's not really the reason that I like the collectathons anyway. I don't really care whether they're super difficult, because that's just not why I play them. I play them so I could run around an interesting world as Mario and get to explore things and have the the devs be like you cheeky bastard we knew you'd be there and it's so much less like you go into some fuck off space place where there's just platforms it's like so much less of that and i appreciate that so much and i appreciate that all, like the captures like might not be the most interesting things in the world, but you can capture so many things and they give you like unique move sets and they're just really interesting, you know? Like I don't really care how far they're taken as mechanics. It's just kind of like when when you're in luncheon and you take over a fireball, that's like that's so cool. You can just like the way that they do the power-ups, quote unquote, in this, it's just really interesting. I like that a lot, and it falls in line with like nozzles or the um the the caps in 64 but it's i like these so much better i like how they're contextualized 
it's just like this game and there's a reason why my impressions were so initially positive it's because it, it just felt so like it was trying and i still have a lot of respect for the fact that a lot of it was unique and fresh and original and not just aesthetically like gameplay wise too it's like they actually are trying to make it more immersive in a sense like i i actually cared about the worlds i was in like more fully than i did in something like sunshine and i really really appreciated that like and thank the fucking heavens that you don't get booted out thank whatever god exists I don't have to put up with that anymore. And that's like, it's, it's, it just improves the pace of it so much. It just like, gives you so much freedom to do whatever you want and run around these colorful worlds. And I just, there's n there aren't enough games that do it nowadays. I appreciate it so much. Indeed. <laughs> All right. And now here's the reason why I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> Why I fucking hate this game. <laughs> oh, Goodbye, man. cruel world. Okay. It's not as simple as the statement, this game has too many moons. I don't think it's, like... Like, that's the crux of the issue, but I don't think it's, like, you can boil it down to that just as a statement. Because... I think the way the game is paced before the credits, like basically all of it, all of that, up to beating Bowser, it's like that's so well paced that you could have just left it and it would have been so good <laughs> if yeah. they left it. It would have been so good and I probably would like the game a lot more. And I think people are confused about this point because people have this, I think, dangerous mindset about content in video games that I will never agree with. And it's like this kind of philosophy where like it needs to have so much content is the reason why so many people can't understand the fact that what like if I made this in a video, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm wondering how it will be received. But I genuinely believe that Super Mario Odyssey has way too much content. Yes. And I, like, that's something that most people would probably disagree with, actually. So I don't know, like... But more is always better, right? Exactly. I hate that mindset so much. Because pe people treat these things as, like, and I used to do this. They treat them exclusively as products. They're like, this thing, if it doesn't have at least like 20 hours, then it is not worth $60, you know? It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, what is that? What does that mean? Why are we using like mathematical equations to, you know, mathematical equations is, I think that's oxymoronic. <laughs> um, but, you know. Like, why are we using that to determine whether a game is worth a price? Like, take, like, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is one of my favorite games ever made. My first playthrough of that was, like, six hours long. And that game is fucking incredible. The idea that probably some reviewers at the launch of that game panned it a little bit 
because it was like a $60 game that was super short. I just don't get it, you know? Yeah. I, like, and that's the problem is that we get into this age where now games like <clears throat> games like Mario Odyssey have to be padded to all fuck. Games like Red Dead Redemption 2 have to be like 80 hours long main story. Games like, and if if something, God forbid, is less than that, like it came out recently that DMC5 was like, Devil May Cry 5 playtime lasts about 15 hours. I saw so many tweets that were like, wow, that's super short. But and it I'm really like, isn't I, for that Am I living game. in a fucking madhouse? I mean, it's 15 pretty, hours is short. That's pretty no, long I mean, like, for a hack and slash game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But we're in an era now where games are so, stretched out so much that the norm has become like 40. Like, and it's, it's, it's insane. And that's the reason why Mario Odyssey is not one of my, like, I like Mario Odyssey. But the reason that it has lessened over time is because it has way too much content. To the point where when I think of playing a Mario Collectathon, I'm like, I would probably pick 64 or Sunshine over playing Odyssey again. Because in 64 and Sunshine, there are low points, sure. But I always leave 100% satisfied. Always. Not in Odyssey. I don't think I will ever 100% Odyssey again. And it's, it's not as clean or like, it's not as clean as just like, you can just go after the ones you want because you can, you can do that in any collectathon. Yeah. I think that's part of what makes the first playthrough special is that you can pick and choose what you want to do. But the thing is that collectathons live or die, their longevity is decided by their 100% completion. Yeah. So it's like a yin and yang there. And Odyssey completely fucks over its yang. <laughs> it doesn't have a yang. Cause it's just like, it takes so long and so much of it is repetitive cause it's the exact same stuff you're doing over and over again. And it doesn't, it doesn't grate on you in the main game as much, but once you get to like the moon rocks and shit, it's like this stuff could have so like, so easily not been in the game. Yeah. And it would have been better. And that, that's, that is a thing. A game can have too much content. I don't want to play Red Dead Redemption 2 because people are like, oh, it's, it's like 80 hours. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Wait, 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 no, whoa, 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 whoa. My gamer sense just like <laughs> went off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> My gamer sense um, is tingling. I, I, I want to counter this for just a second because, of, you know, like, specifically with Red Dead 2, It, I'm not saying it's bad. It, like, no, no, I haven't no, I'm, played not, it. I'm not saying that either. I'm not saying it's... It, it's just that... I think... I mean, like, okay, I also want to say that I, I, I don't think, think all long games are bad. It's just when they're padded. Because, I mean, I'm yeah. the guy who fucking loves Xenoblade Chronicles. I would never say long games are bad. <laughs> you it's know? just that... But I don't think that I, game's padded is the difference. I don't know how to accurately express my thoughts right now. But are, are they thoughts about long games in general or Odyssey specifically? Od it, long games then pertaining to Odyssey, because specifically with Red Dead Two, it's it's a very long game. It takes a while to get going, and and set its stuff up. But like, if you just kind of go at it at your own pace, and you know, 
you have like an hour to spend every day. I don't know, and I guess it just comes down to personal preference, and I don't want to invalidate that for you. But like, to related to Mario Odyssey, personally, like, I have differing opinions on collectathons as a concept, I guess, because. When I play Mario Sunshine, it's my favorite Mario game, but I don't go after all the blue coins. I don't even care to partake in the argument about them because I don't care. They're there. I don't collect them. I don't really care. And like, that's the same for me with the power moons, I guess. Like, I did go back and I hit all the moon rocks and I like... When I, I did like a, a first pass of the world and explored to my heart's content until I was done. And then I finished the game and went back through all the worlds and did like a casual second pass, like exploring what I missed, doing what I didn't do. And then I ended up with like a lot of moons and I didn't 100% it and I didn't honestly care to do that. And I don't know if it's an issue of like too much content, but it, it feels like it's there for the people who would complain about that, you know, like, you mentioned Metal Gear Rising, and I agree with you. People who say, like, and I, I'm guilty of doing this, I've done this in the past, where I, like, ragged on a game for being, like, the price correlating to the content, you know, I, I think that, that argument is a whole separate can of worms, but, like, it, it's, people would have complained about Odyssey, if, like, it was just the base stuff for being, like, too little. And I, I think to think compensate, would've. I think they would have. I mean, maybe they would. Some people are, like, it, it, I mean, if, if 15 like hours the, isn't enough in Devil May Cry, then I don't know what yeah. you want. No, that that's what I mean, though. Like, I mean, even, people are, like, I don't, like, I don't want modern gamers to play Devil May Cry games, if that's, like, <laughs> I don't think they would be very happy. People criticize Cuphead. People criticize Cuphead for being too short. Let's like, because like, my favorite games, my all-time favorites, are the ones that I will play again at the drop of a hat. Even Xenoblade Chronicles, for as long as it is, hell yeah, I play it again. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's about like how willing are you? And I think Odyssey just steps it too far, and that's why I could, I never like, I can't in good conscience even really say that. For as much as it does better than 64 and Sunshine IMO, look at that, it's just, I don't know if I even really consider it as special as those games. And I mean, it's also the fact, I guess I do have nostalgia for those games, so I have to kind of be like, yeah, that's probably another reason, but I don't know, like, I feel like if, if Odyssey scaled it back, then I, I might like it more, which sounds, you know, that sounds like a weird statement, but it's just kind of, because... I don't think you can say that these these games, the appeal for a lot of people is that you can 100% them and feel satisfied. Uh, if I could maybe, because uh, I think, uh, Ryan, <laughs> you you were never going to go for 100%, right? No. Because it's like, you like Sunshine a lot, but even you have said, like, no, I'm not touching the Poison River and stuff like that. Right. I mean, I'll touch the Poison River, but I won't do the blue coin stuff. Yeah, well, that, that's that's what I'm that's saying kind of here the, is that... If it's a level, if it's like a level I don't mind, even if it's frustrating as hell, I, I'll still play it. 
but like I don't want to and the power moons are like they're scattered everywhere they're like blue coins in that sense where well, yeah, we'll, just getting we'll them and that. finding them Parallel. is easy didn't we have didn't we already have the blue coin power moon debate we, we did but did I we? thought about it more since then uh, oh. well, no, it's not what you think. Uh, all, all I'm saying here is that, like, if you do not care about 100% completion in video games as a rule, like, Ario Odyssey has plenty for you. The main story campaign is pretty good. Um, and it's fun. Well, that and lasts. even then, like some of the post game stuff is still pretty fun. Too. Yeah, I mean, there's fun stuff in the post game, but we'll talk about more yeah. about that in a second. Uh, that that's what I'm saying is so it's it's like if that's what you are looking for in these types of games, like it sounds like, Hadox, you are you are not a completionist as a rule. You just play and and have fun until you've had enough, and then you move on to something else. That's yeah. that's what it sounds like anyway. Um, I mean, like there there are some caveats like. Uh, in Red Dead 2, I, I did all of the side quests I could, and I made mm -hmm. a point of, like, doing them all. And if, if they have, like, meaning and substance to them, and I know they do, I'll do them. But, like, yeah. what's another good example? I, I wouldn't do the green stars in Galaxy 2, the yeah. blue coins. I wouldn't do, um... Man, I love Galaxy I 2. I did do the... Like, I do... I don't... I've done the green stars once. And I don't I tend did, to do it again it, it until I weird, review the though. game. <clears throat> it's it's weird because I did I do like the heart pieces in yeah, Zelda, but it's like the rules for wait, a collectathon in, in an adventure game, you know, are yeah. a little different. Yeah, yeah. And the heart pieces, like you can get them from side quests, and you get them from like you know, in Breath of the Wild, you get the orbs from doing mini dungeons, <laughs> so to speak, the shrines. Well, I, I so, can tell you the difference right then and there, because like when you're collecting 100% in Zelda, you're growing as a result. If you're collecting yeah, in a yeah. collectathon, you're more yeah, so there's, checking there's, the there's games like um, I think it's it's easier for people to do that in <laughs> Zelda or Metroid because they directly affect your character. Like, right. Um, I mean, I don't know though because even then, I don't really get the same feeling in Metroid. I don't know why, but in Metroid, I'm not, like, super big on 100% Metroid. I don't think I've really 100%ed any of them. I mean, some Maybe of them are Prime. pretty annoying to do it in, but the Prime games are actually relatively easy to 100%. I think I did it in Prime. Then, But I don't know, like, it's always the missile tanks that I never get all of, because I'm just like, eh, I don't know, I don't care. But like, I don't know, like, but in, Mar like, in Mario games... I don't know like how to even explain why I do it other than I always have done it yeah and it's it really is hard to explain other than that man like the the way I look at it with the something like Zelda is that like with Zelda there is a main story right there is a set of dungeons you can play, there's a set of bosses you'll fight, there's like a specific path through the game that is given to you, and then after you finish that, that feels like a complete experience. Uh, yeah. And uh, the difference between that and a collect-thon is that so much in a collect-thon, as a rule, is optional. 
that it doesn't really have that path laid out for you, so to speak. So to get a complete experience, from my point of view, that complete experience is getting everything. Technically, you don't have to, to see the ending, but, you know, like, I feel like... I feel like if I stop playing Mario 64 and I don't get all the stars, something feels missing there. Yeah, and I also believe that. Whenever I say, like, I say in my videos a lot that the any percent is important, but I just believe that for first playthroughs. Like, I feel like you should nail that for a first playthrough because that's kind of important. Because usually, um, the 100% is, like, stronger for me on my repeat playthroughs. Yeah. Even though I... Even though, like, I tried to do Mario Odyssey 100% on my first playthrough as well. But, like, I think it's important to have that, like, freedom to choose how you go about the game at first. So that, it, like, you get that at the beginning. And whenever you go back, you're like, okay, I gotta optimize the run and stuff. Yeah. And then get everything. And that's when, like, it, it almost, like, goes on to another level at that point. Because then you get both experiences. Yeah. Like, like, the first playthrough is really magical because everything's new. And that's how it was for Odyssey. The first playthrough was like, whoa, everything's new. I'm experiencing everything for the first time. I can't wait. And then, you like, in 64, it was kind of like that. It was like, oh, I'm experiencing all this for the first time. But then you go to the 100% completion, and you're like, I I've I did all of it. And it feels good to do all of it, despite all of the issues that those games have. It does feel good to get everything because... It's it's paced really well. It, it's hard. You have to really get into the nitty gritty to understand that it's like they pace those hundred percent like quests, so to speak, very well. Doesn't really feel like you're wasting time, and if you are, it's usually a minor like dip where the the objective you're doing just isn't as strong. Yes, yeah. but like on the whole. It feels really good to go after it all, like, a, like, and it gives repeat playthroughs more meaning than it would if you're just... Because I've tried playing Odyssey again, or any of these games, any percent, and I just can't do it. Yeah, it, it just feels wrong. It, and it feels incomplete when you do it that way, and even on repeat playthroughs. Like, Mario Odyssey, you can beat it really fast, any percent, but it doesn't really feel good. You know? Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, I was able to beat it within eight hours, and I felt fine after it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things that you know, King Kia and I can relate to each other on that point. But you know, it's like for many people, the any percent experience is plenty, which is fine. Yeah. It's just that <laughs> you know, we're, I guess we're just trying to say where we come from on this. Uh, yeah, even then, the only two platformers that I ever completed 100% were fucking Sonic Generations and uh, Hat in Time. So I don't really know much about collecting in a collectathon. So yeah, I just can't explain it very well. It's like a weird primal feeling. <laughs> like I don't know. Now with with all of that exposition out of the way, <laughs> what <laughs> the problem with Mario Odyssey is isn't necessarily because it's like you, you know you even said this, King K. It's not that there are too many moons. It's more like this game has a lot of repetition and filler in it. When it really yeah. didn't need it. Like, uh, Mar 3D Mario has always had this problem with recycling bosses. Like, Sunshine is definitely guilty of this. So is Mario 64. Gal the Galaxy games to a lesser extent, but the first Galaxy, you know, you fight King Caliente twice. You fight Bowser three times. You, you know, you fight uh, Bouldergeist twice. 
Uh, and it's like with Mario Odyssey, there are plenty of original bosses. And one of the reasons why Galaxy 2 is my favorite is that it recycles bosses by far the least. Um, except, well, I mean, depends on how, whether you count uh, the Battle Belt Galaxy, where you fight all the Galaxy 1 bosses, but... Uh, but it's like, in this game, you fight each of the Brutals three times. You fight their yeah. giant robot twice. You fight Bowser three times, I think. You have a rematch and with all of the main bosses from the main story in the Mushroom Kingdom. And that's just kind of like the tip of the iceberg. There are like levels, like some of the linear levels that you'll play on the side, right? Where like, for example, there's this one where you're like jumping around in what looks like uh, chocolate pieces and like a purple poison river kind of thing. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, so like the first time you play that, you're just playing as Mario with Cappy, whatever. And then the second time they make you do it again, except this time you're Yoshi and you're eating fruit. Like, they, they do that yeah. stuff a lot, where they will take levels you've already played and recycle them, and change them very slightly, and make you play them again. And a lot of the uh, dark darker side, uh, side quests that you unlock with, like, the pipes up there, you know, the part where all the rabbits are around, um... Like, a lot of those sections are just other parts from the game that they recycle and make you play again. But... You know, it's because the irony of the whole thing is that Mario Odyssey, like, comparatively speaking, look, comparing this to the Galaxy games and Sunshine especially, has the most pure original content in it, but it still felt the need to include the filler of the other games as well, which is yeah. which was really unnecessary. We didn't need to play that chocolate piece on the river section twice. We didn't need, like, there's this one really stupid section I hate where you have to, like, roll really fast because there's, like, a time limit in the dark side of the yeah. moon that really pissed me off. That's a recycled section, too, because the first time you play it with the bike, which makes a yeah. lot more sense, but then they make you do it again for some reason. There's some really frustrating moons in the back half of this game, too. Like, there's one where you, like, match the picture. Like, you have to memorize where all the pieces of this picture are and then capture them and move them into place from memory. I remember actually talking about this one. I remember uh, during... It was our 2017 wrap-up video, and you were talking about this one moon. And at the time, I hadn't played it before. And you were talking about, like, and you have to find this one picture, and it has, this, it has the eyes... And you have to, like, rotate the eyes. I'm just sitting here. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what is he doing? Is it, he on crack? It is pretty dumb in retrospect. Like, you know, for as much shit as I give 64 in Sunshine, at least the stuff you're doing is platforming most of the time. Like, or at least world exploration well, the, like, you know, the problem with that picture like, puzzle is that... Yeah, that, that shit's like, why is that there in the first place? Well, I like, mean, it could have been fun That's like if a it was Mario Party minigame. <laughs> that is literally a Mario Party minigame, you know? Like, I don't really know why it's there, you know? The, the real problem with it, though, is that just on its own merits is that it's not really clear which like in terms of orienting the eyes and the nose and stuff which is like upright if that makes any sense like 
the problem I was having and why I failed so many times is that I was putting in the eyes upside down because it wasn't clear, you know, how they were supposed to be oriented. And then once you do that, you can make it look significantly worse and you'll still get this moon. Yeah. Uh, oh, and the that fucking trace walking. The fucking trace walking minigame. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Is like, I mean, not only because I agree they're repeated for no reason. But I think the reason I didn't like them is that they were repeated so much for things that are just not very interesting on their own. Like, even the picture puzzle is like, I just don't... Yeah, they recycle that from the I Cloud really Kingdom, and they make it. you do it again I, in the Mushroom Kingdom. The first time, I didn't enjoy it. So, you, like, you better believe the, the next couple times they make you do it is like, what the fuck? Because this is not, like... That's the part where I actually, for once, felt like they padded out a Mario game. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because, like, just it, to be fair, the prankster comments from the Galaxy games were kind I, of the same thing. I mean, thing. like, yeah, they, they were padding in a sense. But I like those a lot more, because at least they're, like, challenge runs of fun levels. So, like, it's not ideal. But I think it's they, it's handled way better it's, than it is it's in this like game. you fight Boulder Kais twice, but the second time you you only have one hit, and that yeah. is that is more interesting than fighting the same brutal bosses again. Except yeah, you know, it, but it's like barely any different. That's another thing too. Uh, like the only boss rematch I'm glad, I can I'm glad recall the brutals... that was like really different was the second fight with Mollusk Lancer, the giant octopus guy who spits uh, lava. Like, the second time yeah. you fight him, you're in the clouds, so you can fall down and die, and it's a lot more challenging and a lot more annoying in my opinion, but it was something different. The rest of them, to my recollection, they just give them more hit points and it's like, boring, because I've played this already. The Brutals... I award them, applaud them rather, for give like making them not Koopalings. Yeah. But at the same time, I whenever I look at them, I'm just like, those are alarmingly similar to the Koopalings. Like and it's it's No, I, I agree. They're not different enough. I don't it, think. it feels like they like somebody <clears throat> was like, please get rid of the Koopalings, please. And then Miyamoto like mandated, even though he's not on it, he's like like in the corner. He was like mandating that they must be similar because they 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 ride the same airship thing, and they like they're the same kind of like one of them small looks monsters like Roy. that all look different. Yeah, it's and the way that you fight the mini boss style is almost exactly the same as you fight the Koopalings. Like they have different move sets, obviously, but it's like the same kind of idea. And so, like, the only thing they can really rely on is the fact that they're wedding planners and they aren't the Koopalings, even though they're remarkably similar. Yeah. And the fact that you fight them multiple times does not help. <laughs> so, just expounds the issue, like, tenfold. <laughs> so. And the bosses in general... They're... They're... I think they're... Like, a lot of them are good, but compared to, like, galaxy bosses, they're like... Ah, like, Galaxy 1, and especially Galaxy 2, had some damn good bosses in them. 
Yeah. Like, one of my favorite bosses from Galaxy 2 is Glamdozer. Where you have to, like, which can actually be a reasonably challenging boss on your first go. Where you have to, like, get him to walk over one of those flippy panels. And then ground pound into his stomach. And then there's another boss that's like a giant armadillo with fur that looked pretty good for Wii standards. And you're, like, going around with the Rock Mario power-up and trying to ram into him when he's weak. You know, there were some really creative, fun bosses, and then, it's, you know, it's like, a, I'd say Odyssey is about on the same level as 3D World in terms of bosses. Where they look pretty cool, but they're pretty, they're a bit maybe too simple and not as mechanically interesting as anything from the Galaxy games. Because it's usually just jumping, like uh, the, even, um, Madame Brutal. Uh, you possess her gold chain chop and like slam it into her face. That was pretty fun, or visceral at yeah. least. Uh, but, it, but then they then they do it again with no change. Yeah, which that's what's get that's what gets me. Is at least like even if they did it again, like it would still be weird. But the fact that they don't change them, it's like, like literally what Sunshine all. did. But that game yeah. was rushed, so it has. You understand why that's there. Yeah, at least there. as an excuse. <laughs> like, and at least those, like, at least those bosses didn't take super long. Like, the gloopers especially, they're like, eh, they go by fast, at least. That's the same thing with, like, Mario 64 bosses weren't very good, but at least they were all really short. Yeah. So you didn't really have to think about them that much. And if I'm gonna have to fight the Big Boo three times, at least I can just ground pound a few times and call it day. Move on. Yeah. That's one dimension of it, is that there's filler when the game would have had plenty of content without that, right? Then there are the frustrating moons that are just not fun to play, like the fucking jump rope mini game. Like nobody <laughs> nobody wants to play that. And it's like the fact that you have that people have gone out of their way to find glitches to cheese it, which I haven't had much luck with myself. Like the Using the motorcycle, that did not help me at I all. I don't even remember how I did that. It's just like, <laughs> like that shit, nobody wants to play so that, long. yet it's required to get 100%. Um, and then there's like the... God, like with the beach ball one is pretty much the same thing. So you have to cheese it by getting a second player to play with you. It's just like, I, if it's so bad that I have to cheese it, or that I'm compelled to cheese it, why is it in here? I don't want to play this. Yeah, those, the, again, those are the parts of the game that feel as shallow as Mario Party minigames. Yeah. Because Mario Party minigames are very shallow, but that's by design, because that's not the point. You don't just play the minigames, which is why it baffles me that they, they released a minigame collection, because that makes absolutely no sense. Because the minigames only work in the context of a board. Yeah, they feed because back they, they're into like the board. tools. They're tools to like get you to win. You have to do well to get bonus stars and stuff. But like in Mario Odyssey, it's just a thing that's there, and it's worse than everything else. Yeah, and I'm not even just talking about the filler at this point. I'm talking about shit like walking a dog to a specific spot on a map so that he can yeah. dig, and then maybe a, a moon will pop out. You know, it's just... Or kicking a rock until it glows. There's one part in the Ruin Kingdom, one of the moon rock stars you can get, or moon, power moons. There's, like, a rock that glows, but just kicking it isn't enough. You have to kick it into another rock. And I had to look it up, because I, I kept kicking it, nothing happened. 
and then it's like, oh, I have to kick it into another rock. And it's just like, what's the point of that? There are moons where, like, you throw your cap on, like, a, a pole or something and spin it around. And sometimes they'll glow beforehand to give you a clue that you're supposed to do it. And sometimes they just don't. And it's like there's yeah. so many of these. And apparently the reason why those kinds of moons are in the game is because the designers wanted like if you're like playing the game on on the go on the bus or something it's just like i can only play for like 10 minutes uh we they wanted to have stuff for people to find in that 10 minutes and that's why those filler moons are there but it's just like in terms of the 100 experience they're not fun to collect and they pad out the star list so much it's like there's so many fucking moons in each of these levels <laughs> you know it's weird um I don't know, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I feel like a better fit for that kind of a thing would be the boot-out system. <laughs> because most of those individual stars or shines were, like, paced in such a way that they were, like, one-and-done kind of things. You go get the thing and you're done, you know? Yeah. And I didn't like that in a console game, and I don't think I would have liked that in Odyssey, but to be honest, it'd probably be better fit for a handheld short burst experience. So you could just knock out one of the stars on a list, you know? But you can't really do that so anymore. So basically, Alpine Heights. Yeah. And it's like, like you have a section oh, of... Oh, are we talking about, like, are we talking about a good 3D platformer now? Uh, talking about time, time? To its credit, did that really well in Alpine Heights, <laughs> where it's like you have a platforming section, and when you finish it, you get a timepiece. And the time, the platforming sections were really good too, and they were all very yeah. different. Um, it's it, you know it's 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 a matter of how much gameplay do you play before you are rewarded with the collectible thing, right? And it's just like mm -hmm. when you have a bunch of moons that you can get by literally just throwing your cap on a stick. You know, that's... And then, on the other hand, you have another moon you get by completing a giant platforming section. It just doesn't feel like a good pacing. And Which is also probably the reason why, when I was playing Mario Odyssey for the first time, that I really wasn't feeling it. Because, I mean, like, before I played uh, Mario Odyssey, I played Hat in Time first, right? And that was the first 3D platformer collect-a-thon that I ever completed 100%, and I actually felt compelled to complete 100%. Because everything about the game just felt really, really good. You know, like, there was, you know, got the extra stuff to collect that gives you more, you know, additional powers. And you got, like, the different badges you can get for your hat that give you new abilities. The hats give you new abilities. You got, like, different color palettes and everything like that. Um, and it's just, like, it felt like as if everything that you were collecting in the game had some sort of reason for being there. Either for, you know, customization, like, with the little lucky coins you can use on the roulette or, you know, finding the timepieces in the pink vortexes, like, you could, like, unlock lore about the worlds. That was really fascinating to me. Like, there was more to it than just the base collectible. Mario Odyssey doesn't really have that. You have the coins, and you have the purple coins uh, for the different worlds that you go to to get, like, the different costumes and the, the uh, souvenirs for your Odyssey. But aside from that, there really isn't much else. Like, it felt good getting all the different kind of collectibles in a hat in time. Mario Odyssey, not so much because there's not really a whole much else to get it. Like, like the, I've heard um, many people, the platforming sections are intrinsically fun to play. 
you know what I mean? Because it it's it mm-hmm. goes off of the 3D world kind of gameplay model, right? But it's like in terms of some of the collectathony stuff, some of it's fun, some of it's just like possess a cheap cheap and take it to a mermaid who likes cheap cheaps and she will give you a moon. Or go into your Odyssey and change into a set of specific outfits and talk to these mermaids individually and they will each give you a moon. It's like a waste of time. You know what I mean? And it's. Yeah. So I guess the, uh, the obvious thing that comes up then, which I think Kadox was alluding to earlier, is how does that differ from blue coins? And it's. I, I think it really does come down to the number of things to get. Like, on one hand, it, it feels like if I was if I threw my hat in a pool and I got a blue coin, I would feel better about that because it's the blue coins on their own are not very, you know, like you need a certain amount of them, then you trade them for a shine sprite. And it's like, I acknowledge that blue coins as a rule were flawed in that I, I do get why people don't want to go after them. And I... <laughs> There were only 30 of them per stage. And, and it's and then on top of that you had like I think like 11 shine sprites per level. So that's like 41 things to get in each stage, right? You compare that to Mario Odyssey where there can be like 90 moons in a single level. Even some of the shorter ones like the Ruin Kingdom have like 30. It's like so much stuff to find, so many things to keep track of in your head. Is it's like part of the reason why I like blue coins is that like some of them may be obscure, but that just makes them more memorable to find. If that makes any sense, like ground pounding on the Pianta statue's nose in Pianta Village, for example. It's like that's annoying the first time you find it, but because it was so annoying, you remember it. If that, you know, it's a paradox. (laughs) So it's like I can always remember where to find these things, whereas with. Like, there's, like, am I gonna remember which specific pole in Bowser's castle that you could throw your hat on that gives you a moon? No, because there are so many of them, and they all look the same, and there are so many of these kinds of moons. It's like... If I can give Mario Odyssey a bit of credit, at least, with some of the rocks and with some of the poles and some of all the other stuff they throw your hat on in order to get a moon... They do emit a glow, so at least Sometimes, sometimes they do. Sometimes, sometimes they give you, like, a coin after you, like, hit the rock or after you throw your cap on it, but at least there's some sort of indication saying that there's something there for you to check out. Yeah. And it's like, when they do give you that indication, it's like, I don't mind it as much, but sometimes they don't. Like, I distinctly remember a flagpole right next to where the Odyssey lands in Bowser's castle that does not glow, that does give you a moon. And I found that really annoying under my second playthrough. And it's it's like we didn't need the moon rocks in the level in the main stages after you beat the final boss. We didn't need them. Just have them be in the stage to begin with, so that my first pass you know, through the stage, I could just be done with it, and move on. You know, probably would have fixed this game. Those moons, the ones that feel inconsequential. I feel like a system of the game that is really fascinating to me is that. Coins and purple coins have an interesting use in this game. Like, coins, you don't feel like you have to get them all, you know? So, 
I feel like a lot of those could have been replaced by coins and it would still feel rewarding because there are a lot of costumes to buy, you know? Mm-hmm. That's actually and, and a good point. you lose point. coins when you die. So, like, if you replaced a lot of those with just coins and maybe added, like, a, like, because I did feel the need to collect the, all the purple coins as well. So, like, you don't have to flood purple coins into the game, but, like, maybe a few more purple coins in each world, too, for special costumes. Like, that stuff would be infinitely more satisfying than just another moon. Yeah. And it would and also it would mean that you wouldn't have to do the game a lot. It's just like yeah. a way to get more coins. Like if you find that specific pole on Bowser's castle and you throw your head on it, you get like 100 coins. That's useful. Yeah. But you don't have to do yeah, it to get awesome. 100%. And some parts of the game do that. Like when you do tricky jumps, like I was talking about under Toast Arena, there's a place where like if you do a really hard jump, then they give you a lot of coins. And they do that throughout the game, but they don't do it enough. Like... They should have just made a lot of those coins because it'd be a lot better than just... Because moons are supposed to feel... Moons don't feel as satisfying to get when there are 900 or some of them. Yeah. Like, and the threshold for 100% is not really clear because there are only like 874 collectible moons or something like that. And And there's like a reward for getting 999 but you have to buy them. Yes. And that's an entirely different problem. And it's just like, it's great that Balloon World exists and that it's a way to get a bunch of coins relatively fast, but it's it's like putting a Band-Aid instead of stitching up a wound, if that makes any sense. Mm, yeah. It's like you created this problem and then you created a solution for the problem you created. There should not have been purchasable moons, or at least there should have been significantly fewer of them. Yeah. And it's just like I think the rewards for nine ninety nine is like a gold sale, isn't that what it is? Yeah, that's what you get. And it's like that's only like I don't know why there's purchasable. I don't know why you can purchase them at all when the requirements to beating the game are not strict at all. Like it's a really like it's really easy to do this game any percent. So there's almost no need to buy them. You just end up having to at some point. So I don't know why it's even a thing. Yeah. It's like I've 100%ed Donkey Kong 64. I did that once in like 2013, like right around the time I graduated high school, which, wow. <laughs> time flies. But <laughs> the, the point is, I 100%ed one of the most clunky, padded collectons of all time. And I still have not fully completed Super Mario Odyssey because the filler and the the stupid throw your hat in a pole or get a dog to dig up kind of moons are just so off-putting to me and they're so not satisfying. And it's like, it goes back to what Ryan was saying earlier. Like you said, like up until you got, like how the game is fun in short bursts, But the longer you play it, the less satisfying it becomes to play it. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that goes like tenfold when you're going full completion. Because it's like, the platforming sections are fun and stuff. And like, some of the puzzles are fun. Like, uh, in like, Mount Volbono, when you get like, the gold radishes. You have to figure out how to bring them back to the pot. Like, you know, stuff like that is satisfying, but some of the other ones aren't. And it's just like, the longer you play it, the less fun it is. And I think the difference between that and Sunshine is that 
I can fully complete each level in Sunshine in about an hour, including blue coins. Whereas a single level in Odyssey can take like three hours or longer, depending on how many things there are and whether, and it's, it's like there's so many things to find that I find that I have to go back to Takatu to ask for hints or talk to the Simon Toad the blue toad with the glasses who looks like Simon from the Alvin and the Chipmunks and ask him for hints. You know, it's like, I feel like I have to do that because there are just so many things to find that you could not conceivably memorize all of this stuff. Like I have memorized where all the blue coins are, but I don't think I will ever be able to memorize where all these moons are because there are just so many. And that makes it less fun to go for 100% and less rewarding to want to do it again. And it, that's another thing is that there's so much content that you're not going to remember. Whereas even, even the shines I don't like as much or the stars I don't like as much, I remember them. Like they, they're memorable in their own way because there were less of them so that they, they all had their own time to shine. No the stuff I remember from Odyssey is not... There's so much less of it that I remember. Like, there are standout moments that I obviously remember. But it, it feels overinflated so that you don't remember much when you're done. And you don't ever want to go back, so... It's like... Because why... Question I have to ask. This is kind of illuminating to me, too, because I didn't really... I haven't thought much about Odyssey since I beat it until this moment. I'm gonna be straight up. For as much as I love about Odyssey, and it's I'm so happy, like, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea. I'm so happy with the new stuff that it did, but I just don't understand. If I wanted to play a Mario Collectathon, why would I pick this one over 64 and Sunshine? Because at this point, I don't know why I would. Because it, it's unique in its own way. But I only that only lasted for my first playthrough. Yeah, and like I was I just really don't have into many it reasons to go my back. first playthrough. But when I played it again, you know, like starting from the beginning, I didn't feel that magical feeling I felt when I played it the first time. I felt what I felt by the time I was going for 100% post game the first time around. So like I really do think there was like a no pun intended honeymoon effect of playing a brand new 3D huh. Mario game. I get it. Yeah, there probably will always be that for Mario. It's just like, it's as great as, as impactful as Galaxy 1 was, for example, I could still pop that in and it still holds up on the design alone. Like, yeah. It's still a fun game on, you know, like, completely separated from, you know, the experience of playing it in 2007. Whereas Odyssey, it's just like it was. It was great while it lasted the first time, but coming back to it, I like all of the flaws. Just were like I knew about them that time, and it, they were there from the very beginning. I mean, I, th I feel like we've exhausted this topic. So I, I mean, honestly, I I I had stopped having things to say about Mario Odyssey a while ago. It's, I mean, like I like the game; it's fun, but that's really all I got to say. There is so much that I like about Odyssey, but I just can't, like, I have no reason to go back. And what kind of saddens me about that is that 
This might be a low blow, but <laughs> even games like Galaxy 2 and 3D Worlds, I, I gotta be honest, I feel like I have more of a reason to play those again than Odyssey. Like, because I think the perfect analogy for this, I'll probably use it in an Odyssey video at some point, but Odyssey, what's the opposite of being better than the sum of your parts? Like, Odyssey is like worse when all of its parts come together. <laughs> like, there are, there are so many parts I love and so many parts I hate. Like, there, there's so much I can point to Odyssey and be like, that's so much better than in that other game. But when it's all together, it's like, no, no thanks. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like, as of like, there, there are games that I criticize a lot, like 64 and Sunshine, I feel are very flawed in their own ways, but at least I could say that they're better than this, like the sum of their parts, you know, like there's something I get out of them. I feel real down on Odyssey nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much feel the same, King K. Uh, Hadox, Ryan, you have anything else you want to add about Mario Odyssey? Uh, I like it at time more. <laughs> End Time's a good game. <laughs> if, you, if you guys haven't played Hat Time in the audience, go check it out. Hat Time's a good game. Hat Time is fucking fantastic. I don't care what And uh, I, I do, like, I'm, I'm sure that some people will be, a lot of people will be on Hadox's side and say, like, you know, I don't care about 100%. That's perfectly legitimate. You just played as much as you wanted to play and that satisfied you, you know, more power to you. That's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... Hell, that's what I did. Yeah. And if, and if that experience for you is more satisfying than 64 Sunshine or what have you, you know, that's that's perfectly legitimate opinion to have. It's, you know, it's just King K and I just wanted to get, get up on our soapbox and this is what we look for in this genre of video game. And we felt like that wasn't delivered upon very well. That's all we wanted to say. Join us next time when we talk about video games. <laughs> I think Hadox fell asleep somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Like as soon as like as soon as you guys started talking about the post-game stuff, I just popped Goldson on my PSP and started playing it. <laughs> yeah, well, man, Ryan. At least I was listening. <laughs> no, I was listening. I was listening. I'm just. Saying, I just. I, like, I, I, I hadn't I had talked nothing in a while. To say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't really have much to say either. I mean, I would, I, I always enjoy just listening to you talk about things I, I don't think about. <laughs> mm -hmm. I didn't There's have one thing anything I can say. It's this. I'm fine. I'm glad that the Mario retrospective is finally over. <laughs> Let's all end with a group. Yay! One, no more McDonald's. Two, Three. Yay. Yay. Now what? Now what about those 2D Mario's? Join us <laughs> next time when we talk about <laughs> each of the 2D no. Mario games. No, we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do next. Asshole. Uh, Fuck all right, bye, you. bye, bye, bye. See you guys <laughs> next time.
please check out our channel on youtube.com for video versions of all our podcasts. The music used in this podcast is as follows. Aces High, Almost New, Airport Lounge, Apro Hour, Awesome Call, Beachfront Celebration, Bittersweet, Bosa Antigua, Bosa Bosa, Burnt Spirit, Chucky the Construction Worker, Continue Life, Cool Intro, Cool Vibes, Crinoline Dreams, Deuces, Dirt Roads, Dispersion Relation, Disquiet, District 4, Eternity, Fireflies and Stardust, Floating Cities, Funnin' and Sunnin', Funky Chunk, Hard Boiled, Hepcats, In Your Arms, Intractable, Jazz Brunch, Leopard Print Elevator, Lobby Time, Local Forecast Slower, Loping Sting, Matt's Blues, Mining by Moonlight, No Good Layabout, Novel Noel, Octa Blues, Porch Blues, Porch Swing Day Slower, Procession of the King, Samba Isabel, Shades of Spring, Shaving Mirror, Sidewalk Shades Slower, Somewhere Sunny Version 2, Spyglass, Street Party, Take a Chance, The Curtain Rises, Water Droplets on the River, White, and Winter Chimes. All of these tracks were composed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this license at http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 3.0 forward slash. This episode was edited by Exoparadigm Gamer, who you can check out on YouTube at https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash exoparadigm gamer. Thank you all very much for watching our podcast and we'll see you guys next time.